Hey everybody, it's your boy Toph, and this is the first episode of um, Popular in the Year 2020. It's just a weird year to say, man. We're getting old. Hope everybody had a Happy New Year, Merry Christmas, and all that. Um, we were going to do another show, but we just figured, you know, let's just wait for the year to end. It's good for a break sometimes. So, um, once again, hope everybody's had a really nice Christmas, nice New Year. My Christmas was very quiet this year, or should I say last year, since it's in 2020. wasn't really anything in particular I wanted. I really just kind of, um, you know, stayed in, cooked some stuff, stayed warm, had some food with mom, got a few, like, small minor things, but, you know, nothing too serious. Uh, New Year's again, uh, kept to myself. Maybe not the most exciting holiday season, but, you know, it wasn't really stressful since I wasn't stressing myself out trying to buy anything, you know. So, um, oh, I see John's already in, so let me go ahead and uh, bring him in. Oh, yeah, morning, John. How you doing? Good. What's up? Oh, I'm doing good. I was just talking about how my holiday season was a little bit on the uh, quiet side, uh, Maybe not the most exciting, but since I wasn't, like, stressing myself out shopping, it was very uh, uh, stress-free, if that makes sense. Uh, <laughs> how, how was your holiday season and all that? In, enjoy it while you can. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's it's uh, it, it was a lot different, I'll tell you that much. You know, you don't really realize how important something is till it's gone, and that is a thousand percent true, because the last two Christmases without Toys R Us, have been a fucking disaster. <laughs> oh, yeah. I didn't think about that. You know, you, you know what it is, too? Like, this year was a weird year for us because the, the my little guy is two. So while he's into everything, he's into nothing also. Like, you know, so it's like, and he's not at that point where he's going to tell you what he wants, you know, for Christmas, whatever. So it's like you're kind of guessing it, and, and you're in that in-between between, like, you don't want to get him something that's a full-fledged baby toy, but you don't want to get him something too, you know, with small pieces and this and that. So it was like it was a real bitch to find that perfect balance. My big guy, who's six, actually helped us out big time this year. And wanted a, a new TV. He wanted a smart TV because he watches Disney Plus and Netflix and all that stuff and Nick Jr. And, you know, he was like, I would just like to watch. So, you know, besides, so we got him a TV and, you know, we got him some toys. But that was a little easy. But it's it's a lot different when you're married and you have kids. Same thing with my wife, too. My wife, my wife will sit there and tell you, no, I'm okay. I have everything, blah, blah, blah. Meanwhile, it's like, stop. <laughs> so... You know, um, you know, but you know, my wife did pretty good. My kids did pretty good. You know, so it was, it was, it was good. You know, for what it, you know, for what it was. You know, I, I had a lot going on, and then from like the day after Christmas on, my wife got sick, the kids got sick, I got sick. So it was like, okay, it was like Christmas Eve and Christmas came, and then mm-hmm. from then on, pretty much straight till New Year's Eve, for like those four days. It was a matter of everyone battling being sick, New Year's Eve, New Year's Day, and then for my wife, it snuck back up on her again. So it was like we only like of the break, we only really had like four days where it was like okay, you know, 
let's enjoy the season. But, you know, yeah, it, it was – it's different, man. <laughs> you know, it's different. And, well, I can – Enjoy that, you know. I only got I can, one I mean, more I can really – <laughs> I can I can relate to that somewhat like not the marriage thing um but the part I I I can relate to about like uh not realizing what you have until it's gone like when I was a student um let's see when I was like in still in school like during the holiday season uh, it was pretty easy like if uh like if a new game came out during the holiday season or something if I, like, you know, went to social media or called my friends, I'd be like, hey, like, let's hang out and play this game, and it'd be like, cool. You know, people just come over. But now, um, if I tried to invite someone over during the holiday season, I would get no contact back because I'm in my 30s now, and, like, so most of my friends, so, like, everyone's just kind of moved on to, like, the next phase. Some are married, some have kids, some have full-time jobs. Yeah, and you know what it is, too? It's this year everything fell on such a weird – Fell such a weird way, you know. You know, everything falling on Wednesday was like, okay, like you need the Monday and Tuesday before to to get everything ready. Then the two days after, you're, you know, going through whatever the aftermath, or you're catching up with people you didn't see those two days. So it's, it was really, it was really hard this year you know, to really schedule stuff. Like I was trying even before, like I said, even before my wife got sick and the kids got sick, I was trying to schedule stuff with people. Like I knew I wasn't going to see on Christmas Eve, Christmas day. And it was just like, this is almost fucking impossible. You know? Mm -hmm. So I I get that. It's, you know, it's a lot harder next year. Everything's on a Friday. So it should make things a little easier. You know, because you'll still have a day or two, like, in the beginning of that week. And then you'll have the weekend. And then it's like, all right, well, I'm off Monday, Tuesday. So, you know what? If I don't see you Friday for Christmas, maybe we'll come over on Monday. You know what I'm saying? Like, like that. So, it's next, it's the part of the thing with the dates, you know, that makes everything, you know, a little odd and hard at times, too. But, you know, whatever it is. It's just, it's life, man. Oh, yeah, yeah. It, it definitely is. So uh, this is our first show, uh, 2020, and um, I was just talking. That's just so just weird to say, uh, 2020. Uh, so yep. I got a load of uh, load of topics. Probably the most uh, diverse topics I've had in a long time. One of these topics is a favor. Do you have last night's raw no. on it? Okay, no, I want to you can, start you, with you can that. cover that. I do uh, well, want to I was just going to say that. Okay. Well, okay. Before, before you start, I was just going to say uh, there was yeah. one particular uh, part that I was going to talk about. Uh, I wanted to acknowledge a uh, PWP member, uh, Dan Dan Marin. You know Dan, right? Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, I'll give Dan some credit. Uh, he was trying to get a little bit more into. Um, he's a big Juice fan. He likes Juice. Uh, mm-hmm. You know Juice Robinson. And uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. he he wanted to know he wanted to know about like uh, tag league and and how that works. So uh, I I told him about tag league and you know he's trying to get into New Japan now. But we made an agreement and the agreement was I'd get him into New Japan, but uh, the agreement that he made me was that he wanted me to give uh, Impact uh, a second chance. And I said, well, technically this wouldn't be a second chance. This would be like a I don't know like 
a fifth or sixth chance. But mm. he, he told me to, to, to check out their next pay-per-view, which is aptly named Hard to Kill. Hard to Kill. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> might, as well, which, might as well be called Nine Lives at this point. <laughs> yeah. Right. So I said, so I asked him, I was like, when is it? And he said, January 12th. And I was like, oh, that's, that's yeah, not far at all. Sunday. Yeah, it's Sunday. Yeah, yeah. It's the Sunday. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so I was like, oh, that, that works out pretty well. So we had this conversation, like, I want to say a day before Wrestle Kingdom. And so I said, yeah. Okay. So I told him, when we do the show, when we come back, I said, um, I'll go over this card. And he said that he wanted me to just sort of give my opinion on the uh, state of impact. And I told him, well, I don't watch the product anymore, so I can't give him an opinion on the state of impact. But I did say what I can do is I can talk about the rise, the fall, and, to be honest, rise again of impact and basically what they can do in 2020. They're in a very intriguing spot with this pay-per-view because of the main event. Right, but uh, we can go over that. Uh, we can go over that later. Uh, but you can. Yeah. But I have a lot of other stuff. So uh, if you wanted to, uh, by the way, yeah, I don't want to keep so nervous or anything. For Raw and SmackDown, I'm going to be relying totally on you because I'm not keeping up with that as much as I used to. Well, so I uh, just let me let me tell you something. I, I'm, and I know I come off as the really pro WWE guy, whatever. And, okay, no problem. I will take that label. I don't think I am. I think I'm just more of the realist guy, Um, not Enzo. Um, (laughs) You know, but last night was probably the best top-to-bottom three-hour show they've done since I can't even remember when. And I'm talking about the anniversary shows. I'm talking about the reunion shows. I'm talking about post-WrestleMania shows, post-Big Four pay-per-view shows. Last night was, it was just, it flowed. They kept going bang, bang, bang with everything they're doing. Even, I don't want to call them the squash segments. I've started to call them like the the feature segments where you can, you know, like what they're doing with Rowan and certain guys like that. Even those were solid. You know, Rowan was the only one that had a squash. Um, AJ faced Tazawa, and it was all about building up. Announced for next week is AJ Orton one-on-one. So it was a lot of building up AJ, and AJ was actually doing like the IEDDT um, mm-hmm. he hit Tazawa with an RKO. Then he got up on the ropes and did the pose. You know that was fine for what it was. They did another match with Charlotte and Sarah Logan, and when you would think Charlotte would just steamroll and squash Sarah Logan, she actually didn't. They did a great job of protecting Lo- you know, Logan in this. Um. You know, she attacked Charlotte before the bell. She went after the robe. They brawled a little bit into the crowd. Like, even, you know, even that was pretty well well done. You know, I mean, I get what they're doing with Charlotte. They're, they're, they do it every year with the, with the men's Royal Rumble. They, so, of course, why not do it with the women? They're building. They got to build her up as, 
you know, the one who's going to be the force. No problem. She's not doing anything else. You might as well do that. Um, Alistair Black faced Sheldon Benjamin. Again, it was a showcase for Black, but it wasn't a squash. And then they did a pretty good post-match angle where Murphy finally got some heat on Black. He attacked Black from behind and laid him out with the V-trigger and then like sat on the barricade, that Black barricade thing. Do, oh, while Black was on the floor on the outside, Murphy actually gets up on the barricade and does the Black sitting pose. That was good. And what that's leading to? Oh, we're getting Black Murphy next week because of it. Um, even the main event, like, you know, I've seen so many people bitching and moaning, like, oh, my God, big show, big show, big show. You know what? It was fine for what it, for what it was last night. They're doing something different next week. It's called, like, a straight-up fist fight. You know, with again AOP and Rollins versus you know uh, uh, Big Show, Joe and Owens. Uh, Big Show, I'm willing to guess that Big Show is not back for a run. Big Show is probably just back for a couple spots here and there, and eventually, maybe it's next week, maybe it's the week after. I'm sure AOP is going to just lay out Big Show with that. Um, fuck, what do they call that move? What what you know, and that's fine. Wasn't you know there a, wasn't there a finisher called the last chapter or something like that? Something like that, yeah. Whatever. I'm sure they're gonna rename it now, you know, whatever. But even that, and you know what? You know, it was it was fine. Becky and Oscar had a quick, you know, interaction where Becky just. Uh, by, by the way, Oscar with her sushi restaurant woman boss woman yell yelling is great um i swear to god she's my wife's hairdresser um with the (laughs) with the yelling and everything that's the way my wife's hairdresser talks all the time um but that's been great and you know they actually what what no no it's pretty interesting i mean I mean, yeah. I go to the hair uh, salon with a girl. I, I usually just, like, read a book or something. <laughs> I kind of, like, just ignore what any people are saying in there. Listen, it, it, you can't – I don't know what she's saying, but you can hear the yell. You can hear it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Whatever. Um, I don't want to piss off Wu S. Kim. Um, uh, what you call it? Uh, fuck, what was I saying? They actually recapped the Rumble match from last year, finally, with video. They actually showed Becky tapping. You know, this story, for all the shit they get and for all the stuff, it's like, why the fuck are they doing this? Or, you know, this, that, and the other thing. They have told this story perfectly. There has not been a flaw in this at all. There has not. So Becky finally got pissed and just punched Oscar in the face. It's simple. It was simple. Uh, they did a Rusev Lana a Lashley segment, which is fine. Again, you know, Rusev was kind of being goofy, whatever. But then at the end, he was like, you know what? You're not going to kick my ass next week. You know what you're getting? You're getting the Bulgarian brute next week. Like, and he went back to being serious. You know, and just when you thought, oh, my God, how did they not have Morgan for any follow-up? Morgan does a backstage, and she's like, oh, I'll be there next week in Rusev's corner. So, boom, you got that. You know, they tied that in simple. 
I'm telling you, it 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 was just pure, like, you know, and the two title matches were great. Andrade Gray was fucking off the chart. And even the triple threat tag was really good. Those, And I had heard that. They had been doing those matches on the road. I know somebody who went to MSG the night after Christmas and said they did that match at MSG, and they said it was really good. And I spoke to that person last night after the triple threat. Because I know sometimes the house show matches get a lot more time, so they're able to do more, and they come off better than the TV. He told me straight out. He's like, no, that match was just as good as MSG. So it was like, you know, there was no real, like, uh, you know, and even Brock. You know what? You know, the Brock thing adds a different layer to the Rumble. You know, oh, they don't have an opponent for him. You know, what the hell, man? You know what? If you got nobody for him, don't feed somebody to him just for the sake of feeding it to him. And you know what? Give me an extra dynamic of now, you know, if Brock wins the Rumble, Brock could challenge for the other title. That's not going to happen, obviously. But just the fact that that's even out there, you know, um, and the fact that Brock's coming in at one, you've got potential for some interesting confrontations. The only thing I don't like about this is you're now going to probably take away the guy who, like, comes in at number three and ends up going, like, 48 minutes. I think, you've, unfortunately, the only negative about the Brock thing is you're going to go through a spurt where Brock's just going to eliminate five, six guys in a row, and he's just going to be standing there like, come on, let's go. You're going to you know? do the uh, – um, they're going to they're gonna do the, the uh, Rikishi – they're going to do the Rikishi – well, CM Punk did it too. The, ones, the one that I remembered more than anything – and uh, I remember going back, and uh, this this was like um, years before I knew you. Was uh, I remember in um, in 2000 they did that I with Rikishi. Yep. Yeah, yeah, where he was eliminating people one by one, and yeah. I I remember I watching that, that yeah. one day, and I was like, this dude's pretty over. And uh, he I remember was he, over, uh, he he but it made, he was it over, made you know? that stretch. Oh, Rikishi was crazy over. Yeah, I never the got that car thing. The problem when they thing, do that but, is. I don't. I mean, on TV, it's like oh, okay, because you're waiting. But live, that stretch mm-hmm. where he just guys came in and he threw out like three or four guys in a row, and you ended up with like eight, nine minutes of just whatever. That's hard to watch live. That's yeah, hard. yeah, yeah, yeah. Live, it live, becomes yeah, a I little bore. Like that, that. I remember that, and it was just like okay, you know, all right, you know, okay. I don't have time to go to the soda stand, but you know, now I got to sit <laughs> here, you know, for a minute 15 and wait to see who they bring out next that that's the only bad thing about that um the one spot the one spot that's overused in battle royales like not just Royal rumble but battle royales in general like it's a good for heat but i'm sorry it's it's used way too much every promotion does it and i don't want to see it anymore i'm tired of the like i'm tired of the like uh Someone gets like clothesline through the middle rope, and they just sit there for like five, ten minutes. You think they're eliminated, and then they come back in. Come back in. Someone. Yep. That's used way too much. It's yeah, just used I, I in WWE, Ring of Honor. Everyone I, does. I don't want to see Everybody's that. Everybody's guilty yeah. of it. I don't want to see yeah. that spot again for like another five years. Like every promotion yeah. did it. Even Ring of Honor did problem. it. Like that's when they the did the. Too, uh, like, you know, it, it's great that we've got all this wrestling right now. You know, but the problem yeah. is just that now there are certain things, no matter how different, you know, 
NWA is or AEW is or even WWE is, you know, Ring of Honor or whatever. The problem is at the end of the day, there's still some stuff that no matter which company you are, are universal things to do. Yeah, and universal the wrestling. Is a, is a prime example of that, that it doesn't matter what, what company you are. And, you know, your style could be this. And, you know, this company's style can be about that. But at the end of the day, there are still simple things that, you know, no matter which company you are, you're still going to use in your, in your bag of tricks. And I, I agree with you. That whole, you know, oh, and then, oh, no, he, you know what? You're right. He never got eliminated. Oh, my God. You know, like, mm-hmm. like all right, come on. You know, like. <laughs> I don't, I don't, know. I don't yeah. mind, I don't mind, like, creative ways to do it. Like, my fav- one of my favorite ones, I mean, I know this rumble was not good. Uh, the 40-man rumble, the the one where yeah, they were Gino. experimenting in 2011. The one with yeah. the Miz, where uh, Miz was on commentary, and he specifically waited until Cena dropped his guard and then eliminated yep. Cena and then ran. I didn't mind that because yeah, but you know he just screwed over the he... – My problem with that is, is that they're too inconsistent with that. If you go through the well, years – here, okay. Here's where – here's where you, you just mentioned inconsistency. Okay, this is the thing that uh, – I'll, 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 sorry to interrupt you. This is, this is one point I want no, to make about know. the Rumble being inconsistent. This is the thing that, that they're really inconsistent with. And at this point, they have more than enough people on the roster to not do this anymore. This was never an official rule. It was kind of an unofficial rule, and people just accepted it. Back in the day, well, I'm saying back in the day, but not really, because they they were even doing this like in the Ruthless Aggression and like the early PG era. It was always sort of implied that if you were in a title match that same night as the Rumble, you were sacrificing Mm -hmm. a Rumble spot. And yes. so many times yes. we've seen people you in a title match, and then yep, yep. Yeah, I don't like that. They're very they they, yeah. they sometimes they do it, and then sometimes they don't, depending on what's convenient. Yeah. They need to go back to that. I think it also depends like what they have as far as like talent goes. Like I can understand yeah. the year they did it with the forty man, okay? Because yeah, I know Ziggler was, was in the fine. rumble, and I think I think Orton was in it as well because I think Orton faced Miz. When you need mm. forty guys. I get that, but when now, and especially when you're including NXT in the Rumble, you yeah. don't need... You, don't you got need more than Brian enough people to, now. Yeah, you don't need Brian to come out after he loses to the Fiend and, you yeah, know, I don't and want be any in the that. Rumble match. You, you don't need that. And, you know, but you see, Chris, I'm, you know, it's funny you say that because, and I'm not saying you, but mm-hmm. people that think the way you just said we're also the same people that were, and I guess they, all right, if you want to tell me, well, it's different with a title match and a regular match. I was of all, I was always of the mentality. If you were in a regular match, you're not in the rumble. Okay. If you look at the old days, except for like when Piper did double duty and they were teasing the fact that Piper could win the intercontinental title from the Mountie and then win the world heavyweight title because it was vacant. If you go back if you were in a match, that was it. You weren't coming back out later on. And I, I, I feel that's the way it should be. That's why, like, I laughed at all these people. And even Brian kind of, you know, at the time was like, I don't know what you were saying. If you work a match, 
you can't be in the Rumble match. And that would exactly explain why Brian was not in the 2014 Rumble. Right. And to be fair, Bray wasn't in it either. Right. right. It's, yeah, exactly. It right. wasn't like and, they brought, either, they brought right. Bray out and didn't put Brian mm-hmm. in. Neither one of them was in See, it. The, the, only, the only thing that I give WWE for is they should have had a heel be number 30, and Bray was number 30, and Bray didn't deserve that. The idea that fans had that oh, night right, was yeah. that Brian's not in the room. Yeah. Yeah, the idea, because Barrett was still there, because people were saying that Barrett should have come out to Brian's music and then be like, I'm afraid I got bad news, like, for yeah. you. Or, or, or Miz yep. or something. Like, you know, they, something, they had yeah. the awareness a, to do that. You should have read right. that room, and I don't know when the la- I don't know who the last heel was that came out. I, I couldn't tell you that. I don't know. But I'm sure you yeah. could have sw- switched it and said, listen, you and Ray are going to switch spots. We'll have you come out mm-hmm. at 30, and Ray will come out at 28, whatever. Well, you know, I don't, I don't know exactly when it started, but I know for many years Pat Patterson was one of the main people in charge yeah. of booking the Rumble. Uh, when did and I don't know. It fell apart. I think it was mm-hmm. 20. Was it? I think it was 2013. Was the first yeah. one he didn't really have any right. input on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you know the Rumbles are not as a. Uh, the Rumble. I'm not saying the last Rumbles have been bad. But um, the last few Rumbles, well, really, what it is is the, peop, the Rumble is not just a match. It's not just about the person that wins. Because, like, I, I keep saying, I was about to say in the olden days, but not even the olden days because even Ruthless Aggression and PG, early PG did it. Rumble is also a good way to start feuds. Um, yes. You know, yes. by, by having, like, you're a exactly tag right. team, it, you know. It wasn't, you're right. It wasn't even about the guy that won. It was. Something else was going to come out of this. You know, there was going right. to be an oddball elimination, and it was going to be like, what? And, and that was going to set Michael's Angle, great example. Right. Goldberg Lesnar. Um, right. You know, countless others. Uh, Undertaker, uh, Undertaker, Giant Gonzalez, you know. Um You could even you know, do something. Was, um, You could do something different this year. I mean, I don't, I don't watch the uh, – I don't. I don't follow the main roster product anymore. But from what I hear, uh, Rollins has like a squad with AOP and, and Romans with the Usos. You could do a thing where, for a brief period, uh, Roman and Seth get into a brawl, and then AOP and the Usos get involved. Well, and there, I don't know how you could do it. There's a lot of. I don't think you could do that, especially with what's being rumored for both of those guys as far as what their mania directions are. Um, oh well. I, I, I was just thinking I, I wouldn't of something do different. It. No, I I agree with you, but I I don't think they'll do that because of what's gonna be. Plus, to me, the the main thing about this run will be besides who's gonna win it, and it looks like it's gonna be painfully obvious who's gonna win it. Um, is who's gonna be the guy that eliminates Lesnar? And that. You know, because I think that's going to end up being Lesnar's title match at Mania. Um, why isn't whoever you know, eliminates him is the why? Why isn't the title on the line? That doesn't really make sense to me. Because when they did that with Roman. Well, because when, the when they, they did that did with Roman, night, he lost. No, the way they did it last night was they did it different. Okay, and I saw there was a lot of confusion, but when you go back and actually watch the segment, it was. 
since nobody's going to step up to face Brock, Brock's going to face everybody. Well, it's more of like a I case will... of no one wants to fight me, so I'm going to fight everybody. And that's fine. Because well, you know what? If you would put the title on the line, Brock would have to win the Rumble. This isn't like 2016 where, you know, you're going to get that Triple H swerve and, you know, Roman was going to lose the title. You weren't going to do that. With well, so, you know what? Don't well, put, to me, the, don't the, 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 the most the obvious the most obvious thing to do with Brock, and I've been saying this for years, um, and they just absolutely refuse to do it, is put him in the chamber because he's never he's never had a chamber match before. It's six people. Yep. It's very easy for someone like any, not just Brock Lesnar. It's very easy for anybody, any champion, to. That's the one match Look at where what, anybody exactly. can be anybody. You're a hundred percent right, and you know how you, can you could, do it you without could, hurting the cha- Brock. Mm-hmm. You do it the way they did it with Cena back in '09, where he ate like. Four finishers. Yeah, I mean, and it, it just Edge, happened. It just Ray, right, and somebody else. They all yeah, hit him with just, their finish. Just, right, right, Cena and it just happened. Get him out of the match, and then it was like, all right, now between the three of us, one of us is going to be the champion. You could totally, right, just, you're, you are yeah, one it just, million it just percent right. Because you could you know? just have a bunch of guys. I don't know. I'm just throwing names out here. Drew could hit Brock with the Claymore. No, this, this, is, this is how you do it. This is how I can tell you exactly who can do it just based off the roster. You get Ray, you get Drew, and you get Rollins. Have Brock like try to suplex Ray. Ray flips out of it. Ray so, gives yeah. him like a drop kick. Well, exactly Brock falls on the ropes. That's exactly what I was going to say. That's exactly right, what I was going to say. Right, Ray gives him the six one nine, and then Drew gives him the Claymore, and the then Claymore, Rollins gives Rollins him the good. That's exactly what I was going to say. That's there exactly what there. I was going to say. Yep. Yeah, I, that's you know? exactly. You're 100 percent. And then, exactly and then, and then the big draw, it. and then the big draw is you could have someone, you you could have like you could you could advertise it as Brock's the Beast first time in the chamber, and the way you can sell it is you got to get the right person. I don't know who, you you got to get somebody. Um, I guess probably like maybe Owens or Drew, one of those two. It's got to be someone with a smug personality or Joe. I don't know. You get somebody, someone who's very smug, get them on the mic, and how you sell it is, like, you're the beast. You've conquered the streak. You've won the Rumble. You've done oh, this. Yeah. You've done that. You've but you've never yeah. been in the you've chamber. Never done, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you've never and done then, that, you know. And then what would even make that work as well is Heyman could turn around and be like, oh, so now you want to be locked in the ca- a cage with the beast? Like Heyman could totally right. sell. Yeah. Oh no, I agree with you. That that's, you know, yeah. That I'm surprised they haven't made that happen yet. You know, they don't. I'm they surprised. haven't had it happen because, unfortunately, I mean, I don't see it that way. But unfortunately, at elimination chamber is is viewed as filler now. And it wasn't yeah, but before. It seems, yeah, but yeah, but you know what? Last year, Brian defended the title in the chamber. Okay. No, what I mean is, you know, what, what I mean is, is that there years? is a point. What, what I mean is, there is a point. I, what, really, what I'm saying is, this this kind of goes back to when they called it No Way Out. There used to be title changes a lot on that show, but in right. recent years, no, there has been no changes. And so, when you have a pay per view 
where think, like yeah, the years go by. Like Sheamus and Cena losing the titles, yeah. Right, right. 20, so like when you have a show and, yeah. and yeah, yeah. When you go that long without title changes, what happens is fans tend to associate it as yeah. filler, and that's so, what yeah. happens, you know. But yeah. I still don't. I to this day, I still don't see Chamber as a filler pay per view. I, I, I see that more you're as still the, claiming, even though you're not getting the title changes, you're still right. the last couple of years. You're setting the tone for the WrestleMania match that's not set at the Rumble. Right. You know, wh- right. Wh- whoever the Rumble winner is picking, the other guy is coming out and challenging for the title at that, you know, who's ever challenging for the other title, that's nine times out of ten, that's coming out of no elimination chamber, whether it's the chamber yeah. match or it was that three-way with Ambrose, Reigns, and Lesnar a few years ago. You're getting, mm-hmm. you're still getting, you know, Kofi. That was, you know, Elimination Chamber was a big part of the Kofi Mania thing. You know, what they can do year, to, uh, you're still what, getting what, what, that what, other match. What, what they can like do to 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 make people excited for Chamber again, they probably won't do this. If you want to get people interested in Chamber, experiment instead of having a generic six guys, winners, number one contender for a world title that hasn't been challenged by a Rumble winner, or instead of doing one world champion defending his belt against five other folks, do something different where you have the NXT title defended in Elimination Chamber, or you could have the Cruiserweight title defended in the Chamber, or... You could have well, they the Intercontinental. They did that with the tag Right, they did it with the tag titles, titles. a couple of years you know, ago, yeah. I, I, would, I would have, like, something untraditional that you don't normally see. Um, I, could I, know see a, a I could see the NXT title. I could, I could see that. I could see right. that. You know, it, it would be good exposure for them. Especially the guys that are all right. going after Cole for the title, that would totally yeah. fit. I could see you know, see, you have Cole, I, I you have see, Tampa, you have Lee, you have Gar... You have Gargano, you got Balor. I'm sure you yeah, can get I, one I can of the see guy, a casual, you know? like a, a casual person who doesn't really care or watch NXT, and they see that, and they're like, "Oh, this is different. I'll, I'll, I'll watch that." You know, because yeah. it's different. You know, it's, it's not. You, just like you know something... what I always felt they should do, and and I, I don't want to drift too much into no way out of days past and elimination chambers of the past. But you know what I felt they always should have done. You should have maybe not the last two because they're usually not on the same brand together. But have whoever wins the Rumble put the spot on the line against the last guy from his brand to have been eliminated. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. So, you know what I'm saying? Just yeah. something to add something to it. If they don't put that t- – they've never put that Rumble title shot on the line. I don't know yeah, why you they mean, never did right. that. Like – you know, turn around and you know have. What really you know, hurts them? What 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 really hurts them is that a lot of times the people that win the rumble, they just go through this um. They go through this period where they don't do anything. It's like they wait because cause it's oh, like yeah, because they're just it becomes waiting paranoia. You don't want anyone to get hurt. So like from late right. January and February. The one right, know, the one that stands out, out to me was uh, was a. Right, the the one that stands out to me was Sheamus, because um, he won, 
And I remember, like, when he won, he wasn't on he TV for, like, for almost. Bit. Yeah, he just Yeah, he was, he was just bit. gone, you know. But if, if they could find something definitive, to, they, they're not good. Like, there's a gap there, like you say. Like, even, even New Japan, which is funny because Wrestle Kingdom just happened. Like, even Wrestle Kingdom has something for that. Like, whoever wins the G1 does defend the yeah, the, the, uh, the the case to you know for the title shot at Kingdom they they find things for the G1 winner to do whereas like a lot of times whoever wins the Rumble they don't really do anything until like it's time if they could find a way yeah. to kill time to make it more interesting that'd be cool like I remember Seth won last year but Seth didn't really do anything in the meantime he was just kind of there um, it wasn't his fault. I re- I don't remember him really doing anything after he won. I remember the Kofi Mania stuff took off. I remember Becky was, you know, doing the whole thing with Ronda and Charlotte. I really don't remember Seth doing anything. I remember the Shield. Oh, Rollins was getting his Rollins was getting his ass kicked by Lesnar. No, I'm, I'm talking about before that. There was a I'm talking like he won and then like I think I think in February like didn't the Shield like do like the last Raw? Like what That's what it that was. was it, they right? were doing all the Shield okay. stuff. Yeah. Oh, all right, yeah, okay. they were doing right, the shield well. stuff, and like I said, in between, Lesnar would show up and kick his ass, just like, just like he did yeah, yeah. in um for the SummerSlam build. Yeah, that yeah, that's, yeah, that's what it was. That. But you know, it, it, it's yeah, there, there's a lot. Um, you know, I mean, we'll see what happens. The one thing I do like about the last couple of years, while uh, sometimes the winners have been overly predictable, and it's like, okay, yeah, this is what's happening. I will give them credit. They have also gone left when everyone assumes they're going right. Like the year Sheamus won, everyone in their mother swore Jericho was winning or Orton was winning because it was in St. Louis. They went with Sheamus. Um, there were a couple other years where it was like, okay, you know, they were going to go this way, but they went that way. I guess because they know you could always get there a different way. Like even the year Nakamura won, everyone thought maybe Ro- maybe Ro- maybe uh, what you call it? Roman would win to get the match with Lesnar, you know. And then Nakamura, I I know, remember they advertised an elimination chamber match and Nakamura was in it, so everybody assumed that was going to be like the number Good. one contender match. Good. And you know, yeah, no Nakamura offense, would win I know that she's way. A... I know she's a girl, but to this day, I didn't like. I didn't like, uh, I, I didn't like um, that first female rumble, the one that Oscar awesome. won. I didn't like. Uh, I didn't like that. I didn't like the Ronda debut. Uh, I didn't like the post match of it. I didn't like yeah, any of that. You know That's... what it is. You know what it is. Oscar winning wasn't the problem. It was everything else that happened. Almost thirty seconds after Oscar won through yeah, WrestleMania and even the post-WrestleMania, that was like, what the fuck? Well, no, well, you no, know? Forget, forget all that. To me, the, the post-segment of the Rumble that when Oscar won, that segment to me, it represents like uh, if, if, if somebody, this is funny, like this is, this is just me being theoretical. If someone said, Toph, could you pick one segment that sums up what's missing? In WWE today, like wh- like, why do so many people do not watch or care anymore? It would be that segment. So Oscar won, right? That's fine. Mm-hmm. First of all, Charlotte and Alexa Bliss, who were champions at the time, were completely stoic. 
emotionless. Oscar was undefeated at that point. She had not lost. Therefore, well, if you're a champion, I don't care who you are, you should show. That played off like a fear. That played off almost like a fear, like, oh, boy. Like, you know what's coming. Well, hey, I never had a problem with Bliss and Charlotte. My problem with that rumble was twofold. Number one, it should not have come down to Oscar and the Bella Twins. That was fucking garbage, okay? And number two, when Ronda showed up, it overshadowed everything. Yeah, well, not just that. Ronda showed up, but the worst part about Ronda was Ronda came to the ring, and the only person there, because it was Ronda, Oscar, Charlotte, Charlotte, Alexa, and and Stephanie, the only person in the ring that sold emotion was Oscar. Because Ronda yep, got, like, you know, Ronda, Ronda got in Oscar's face. Oscar, like, like, slapped yeah. it away. And what pissed me yeah. off was, like, Charlotte and Alexa just stood there. And Stephanie yeah. just stood there. So, like, if you look at, like, I'm, so I'm using other eras as an example. When Mike Tyson, a guy from the boxing world, showed up, you had other professional wrestlers selling it. Like, holy shit, this is yep. a big deal. Or even when Floyd Mayweather yep. showed up. Like, Big Show mm-hmm. sold it. So, like, when you, when you do these crossovers, you're supposed to sell it like it's yeah. a big deal. But, like, everything yeah. about Ronda's debut was completely that, yeah, because scripted. It's you, like, you, all right, you, you can want tell, like, Ronda to debut, but yet you want to celebrate the fact that Oscar won the Rumble. You know, you're gonna, you were going to tease, maybe she'll make her announcement right now. But yet there was, like, 17 things going on at once. You're, you're right. It was like it was one of those. it was just it was just one of those segments where you could you could tell it was scripted and you could tell they rehearsed and that's fine. Just don't make it. You're supposed to sell. Don't make it look like it yeah. was rehearsed. And it was like the only person yeah. there yeah. that seemed like a real person was Oscar. Was Oscar. And then what yeah. really killed what really killed Ronda was what really killed her. And I know Ronda's situation is different because the the end game was her actually like converting to a full-time person, you know, like actually being yeah. there on the roster. But, like, yeah. what made Mike Tyson and Floyd Mayweather so cool was when they showed up, like, they didn't act like WWE superstars. They acted like superstars from where they came mm-hmm. from. But then the last thing you see Ronda do <laughs> is she points at the mania sign like everybody else. And I'm like, oh, man. Well, you see, know, that, like, that was, that, see, that I got because that's like, Okay, that was like her announcing, I'm coming, okay? I, that's okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, I want that. And I'll bet you if there was the mania point in 98 and 2008, I'll bet you at least Tyson would have done it. Um, maybe not <laughs> maybe. Mayweather because his mentality is different, but Tyson definitely would have pointed to the mania line. I have no problem with the mania point because, like I said, that represented, like, I'm coming and I'll, I'll be at WrestleMania. I get that. That's fine. What? But like you yeah, said, yeah, yeah. you know, I can understand Charlotte and Oscar not reacting too much to Oscar because you don't want to poke the bear, and it's like, oh shit, here's what's coming. I get that. Okay, no problem. You're right. When Ronda showed up, it was like everybody put their head down, and the only one who thought to react was Oscar. When she shook, went to shake Oscar's hand, Oscar slapped it away. And and that made sense because it was like, this is, you know, if if this would have turned into Oscar being like, this is my fucking moment, you know, get the fuck out of here. That would have made total sense. 
You know, like, yeah, who yeah. are you to show up now, you know? But, you know, get the fuck out of here, you know? Like, that would have that would have made total sense, you know? And then, you know, like I said, the fact that it was the fucking Bella Twins that she, she had to go through to win it, like, give her somebody else. I mean, you know, I, Sasha got eliminated early. Save Sasha for the end. Save Becky. For, no, I think Becky was number one, right, or number two, something like that. You know what I'm saying? I don't Save remember. somebody who was actually. I remember. I remember the matter. Bellas were at the end, and I remember um, Michelle McCool eliminated a lot of people, which was also pretty garbage. That first Rumble was not good. Um, the second one yeah, last year was, was better. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, listen, the '88 Rumble wasn't exactly a classic either. You know, you you gotta crawl. <laughs> you gotta crawl before you can walk. You know, I mean, let's let you know. Yeah. But. And I think that's why also last year you saw more of the NXT talent and not the legends because I, I heard that while they gave the politically correct response saying, oh, well, we want to showcase some of the future, I heard part of it is people were starting to get fed up and dealing with the politics of, oh, well, if I'm going to appear, I need to look strong. I need to do this. I need to do that. I, I You know, so I think that's why you're seeing more of an NXT influence. But, you know, that's, yeah, the Oscar thing, you know, I mean, that that that's what's frustrating too is that as high as Oscar was and how far she fell and to see her right back I mean short of being undefeated she is almost where she was in 2017 wasn't I'm off with the years especially now that it's a new year she's yeah, that sounds about pretty right. much back where she was when she was dominant Pretty much the only thing they did wrong was that they just uh, they turned her and Kari heel and gave no explanation for it. That was kind of lazy. But other than that, yeah. Actually, they kind of you know. did on the commentary. They were like, they never cut a promo, but the whole gist was they were sick and tired of falling short and realized they had to do what they had to do to start winning. And that that makes sense. Hey, listen, that makes sense. You know, listen, you know, it just sucks that they didn't cut that promo, but. You know, yeah, it got explained on commentary one night, like, you know, oh, you know, they, you know, they did everything right, and look what it got them. Now they're doing things for themselves, which is, hey, listen. Oh, I don't think they really gave Kari. When a face turns, they didn't really give Kari a chance. They didn't really give Kari a chance, to be honest. I mean, that makes more sense for Oscar. Kari wasn't really there long enough to really establish anything as a face. I don't know know exactly when she got caught up, but it wasn't that long. I like. I like this carry better. This I can't light. say that because I never I, got I, a chance to know the other one. <laughs> so, uh, you the know? other one was the same one it was in NXT. The private princess who did the who did the funny walks and this high end elbow drop. That's what carry as a face was. That's what it was. Hmm. You know, that's what it was. It just seems you to know, me I'm like they got a little lazy storytelling there. You know what it is? They they. They were so set when they put them together. They were so set that they were going to be the ones to beat the Iconics. And then the problem is they turned into little kids in the sense that this is my favorite toy. This is my favorite toy. Wait, what's that toy over there? And it became Alexa and Nikki. Well, they did that with everybody, man. That's one of the reasons yeah, why yeah, I don't really care about, about Raw. Yeah, that, they they do it. it is, they're doing but... it with the – they're doing it right now with the, uh, with the U.S. title. That's why nobody's really – well. Not now, but during the 
later half of last year, 2019, that's why there was just a lot of disinterest because it's like, oh, okay, Ricochet, new toy. Oh, no, Cedric, no, oh, no, we'll get the new guy, whatever the guy's, the Hispanic dude. I, I don't know his name. They just, they, just, yeah, they do like Humberto. these experimental things. Yeah, Humberto. It's like, you know, it's like they, they push mean, someone Ricochet and then it's like Vince got, loses Ricochet interest. Ricochet at least got to run with it. Ricochet at least got to run with it because remember, Ricochet beat Joe Ford and then him and AJ kind of traded it off heading into SummerSlam and everything. That, you know, Ricochet was fine with it. The problem was you were never really going to pull the trigger on Cedric, which was fine, but now look at where Cedric is now. Yeah. Well, me, you know, really the main issue the main issue of Raw is that, uh, you know, like I said last year, you know, great talents, but there's not really being Yeah, respectful. but I'm telling you. They're great, they're great talents, but none of them, they're all interchangeable. None of them have any really like what's the, at the end of the day. If I'm okay, I'm just being this is just me like spitballing here, right? If I'm mm-hmm. Randy Orton and Heyman walks up to me and says, "Hey, Randy, do you want to work with Cedric? Do you want to work with Buddy? Or do you want to work with like Alistair?" And if I'm Randy, I'm just like, "What's the difference? They all work the same style." And none of them really have any established personalities or catchphrases or anything. Great talents. It's like they flipped it, and I guess they flipped it because well, that's, that's SmackDown's they, on well, Fox. Well, that's what they're working on with Buddy and and Black specifically. Right. It's, it's like it's like you they know, flipped and it, and I guess they flipped because it because SmackDown's on Fox. Because normally how it is is SmackDown has like the athletic stuff. Whereas right. Raw and has Raw's the character, yeah. and now it's like they they flipped it's, it. Now it's like SmackDown has little, more of the yeah. characters, and Raw has more of the athletic stuff. Well, you know what That's this is? fine. You know what this is? This is 2008 when yeah. Triple H went to SmackDown. All these Undertaker was on SmackDown. You know, Kali was on. All these Batista, no Batista went to Raw. You know, um, right. all these guys were on SmackDown. Yeah, yeah. And you know, then the actual punk was on Raw. Regal was on Raw. Kofi was on mm-hmm. Raw. Like you know, I mean, you still had Cena and JBL, but you know, your, that's your why um main you know, part that, of the that's why, that's, that could work was on Raw. You know, yeah, that that's why um, Marty is a uh, one of my favorite guys because like when I first saw Marty, you know, he was like, okay, little guy, he can do the flips, he can do. All the athletic we stuff. We can transition into him. We can get off Raw right. and we can transition into him if you want. Right. You know, so I, I saw Marty. I saw him and I was like, okay. You know, so like the first time I saw Marty, I just, I saw a match. I didn't see his entrance. Then when I saw his entrance, I was like, oh, okay, this guy yeah. figured it out. He's got the penguin thing. He's got yep. the, the mask thing. I'm like, that's marketable. He's got like the what, what? I'm like, okay. I'm like, yeah, this yep. guy's figured it out. Like he understands, yeah, you can do all that stuff. But if you don't have a marketable gimmick or anything, like, what are we really doing, you know? So, um, you know, for a little bit, they had something with Tazawa, and they and they calmed down. And, you know, I don't know. I don't remember when he was doing the little, the little scream, the little, ah. Yeah. <laughs> That's fun. Like, that was different. Um, yeah. I like that. Mar- Marty. Um, buddy, buddy had a cool, uh, buddy had a cool name. Um, what did they call him? Uh, what was his nickname? Secret. That's see, that's a good nickname right there. They can market that. Yeah. I don't know what you could do with that. That's uh, he needs a manager or something, because that's a good nickname. That's a that's a really mm-hmm. good. That reminds me of uh, Brock, the next big thing. What was the next yep. big secret or a biggest secret? There's something there. Next There's something thing. with Buddy. 
That, yeah, there's there's yeah. something with Buddy. He needs he needs a talk. He needs like a mouthpiece. I'm not but saying he's bad a mic or anything. Short of that, they did the best thing for him last night because he's eaten two losses to Black, but they actually let Buddy. And I'm telling you, it's a good segment. They let Buddy get some good heat on Black last night. And I, I always him, and I'm knew, telling you, they gotta I let him be Black next week. I always knew he was good because I remember when Nakamura was like still in NXT, and um, you know, oh, he put Nakamura, on a fucking classic with Nakamura. Yeah, with yeah, Nakamura. it was like a random, it was like a random singles match with Nakamura, and I remember watching that, and I was like, you, you know, sometimes like you have you have like something going yep. in the background, but you're not really paying attention to it. Yeah. And um, I was like, this match is going a lot longer than I thought it would. So then I rewinded it, yeah. and I watched it from the beginning, and I was like, hey, this guy's pretty good. Like, I saw that he was holding his own with Nakamura. Like, he wasn't just not carrying him. Like, he could actually hold his own with Nak. And I was like, oh, that's yeah, cool. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, you know. and, and I remember, um, I, I remember like, they didn't handle it very well. I remember him and um, I don't even remember his tag team partner's name. Uh, the Wesley guy he was teaming Blake. with. Wait, yeah, Wesley, Wesley Blake. Blake. They, they yeah, they they very it was it wasn't handled well. Alexa got called up to the main roster and then they did like a they were feuding and I remember like Joe interrupted them and, and like full sale cheer because I guess full sale just didn't care about they cared more about Alexa than they cared about them and I was like oh man you know so when I heard he was going to be in, in 205 cruiserweight division I was like well that's better than what he was but I was hoping he would get called up to the main roster and then he did and. um you know, he's always a guy. I've always looked at him, and I'm always like, you know, it's just sometimes you see you see a, a talent, and you're like, there's something there. You just don't know what it is, but like you know something's there. He's like one of those guys, kind of. I feel like mm-hmm. if you, um, he's like the kind of guy. Uh, I feel like you, you know you said this too. You know, we we joked about this with uh, the Tony Nice dude. I feel like if he was like maybe. If he if he put on like maybe ten or fifteen pounds and was like maybe a foot higher, Vince would like just like be like, Yeah <laughs> you know how Vince is. Yep. You know. I feel like Vince would just look at Buddy and be like, Yeah. Um, the only negative I I will say, um, his name. His name does hurt him. Um, I remember joking about that with Dolph Ziggler many years ago because I said Dolph Ziggler is not a main eventer and then people just called him Ziggler. Yeah, well, because back mm-hmm. then, Dolph Ziggler's gimmick was, hi, I'm Dolph Ziggler. Remember that? He's like, hi, yeah. I'm Dolph yep. Ziggler. Like, that was stupid. That was stupid. I remember just, I was like, you know, this guy's good. And I'm like, but you're not going to get over with that name. But Ziggler made it work. I mean, granted, we all know his story, but, you know, he got over, you know, I, I think the name Buddy, I can I can accept Murphy, but Buddy, that hurts him. There's not going to be a WWE champion named Buddy. I'm sorry. When I think of Buddy, I think of Airbud. <laughs> you know the dog, the Golden mm-hmm. Retriever from the Disney movie. If they just called him Murphy, or if they repackaged them as something else, where they changed his name, that, that's not too hard. They do that a lot of times with different people. But um, anyway, I, I hear your points about Buddy. I do like Buddy Murphy. You know, um, he's good. And I did hear he had a lot of good matches with uh, Alistair, which didn't surprise me. I'm surprised they haven't got rid of Alistair's name, just call him Black. But that would be weird because. I don't know. That's, yeah. that'd be kind of I can see them. I can see them going Alistair if they ever wanted to, you know. But yeah. but he's got the but he's got the move the fade to black. His other move is the black mask. So I I don't I don't think they'll mess with him, you know. Um, mm-hmm. you know, they're they're solid. They're they're solid. You know. Um, I think those two guys are gonna be 
Okay. You had mentioned Marty, and I, I want to transition to him because the last time we did a show, there was so much uncertainty with Marty. And I think even though nothing is official and announced, I got to be honest with you, I think we're starting to get some clarity on what Marty's doing. Um, oh, what is he doing? Well, Marty's contract was up in November. He agreed to work final battle um, as, you know, a favor ROH. Mm-hmm. Then he worked the TV tapings, which was final battle was on a Friday. He showed up at NWA on Saturday and worked the Ring of Honor TV tapings on Sunday. Yeah. He is main eventing the ROH show this weekend in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. He is advertised for the TV tapings as well. He is advertised for a February ROH show. So he far, is, he's only he made one appearance. So far, he's only made one appearance on uh, NWA Power. Actually, two, because um, he did a sit-down interview with, with uh, Barrett. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, you yeah, mean yeah. on Power. Yeah, the sit-down interview on Power. He, yeah. Word uh, is, yeah, he's, only, he's getting yeah. the shot versus Aldis at the next pay-per-view for NWA. Yeah, I was about to go over that. Um, their next pay-per-view is, is the Hard Times. Yes. The rumor I've heard on Marty was, because apparently some big mark for himself who works for Ring of Honor and also does a radio show on Sirius XM, one day in the lunchroom, <laughs> kind of started talking about Marty to a few people. Apparently, here's the deal with Marty. Marty has an absolute crazy money offer on the table for ROH. Marty supposedly, in writing, has a plan that would get him the title either at Supercard of Honor or the Anniversary Show. He I would, think it's a little know, too late for that. PCO. Huh? I think it's a little too late for that. Not for him, for Ring of Honor, but go well, on. Well, but whatever, because this is what Marty wants. It is not about money. Marty knows, and we've talked about this before, Marty knows he's going to get money wherever he goes, okay? Tony Khan could have all the buyer's remorse in the world about certain talents, but when it comes to Marty, Cody and the Bucks would make him cross the checkbook. WWE would offer him a very solid deal from what I've been told, okay? Marty doesn't care about money because he knows he's going to get it. Marty has his friends in AEW, has his girlfriend in NXT, and he's got his friends in ROH. He's got relationships wherever he works, and 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 NWA too, because he's very close with Alvin and and Bennett. the qu- The question has always been for Marty: Is where am I going to be positioned the best? And if ROH. And I agree with you. As far as a company goes, I don't think this is a game changer. I don't think it is. Okay. Right. ROH is offering you a world title program and a world title win. 
Well, clearly they have I money. I, I know Ring of Honor has money because when they, uh, they do, the other guy, I was about to say, I was about to say Roos, but not Roos, the other guy, Bandido, Bandido, is that his name? Yes. Bandido, I think that's his yeah. name. When he was a free agent, he was, uh, he was offered money by, um, I believe, New Japan, Ring of Honor, everybody, Impact, everybody and money. WWE, and it was and it was the yep. Ring of Honor offer that got him, and I remember that was kind yeah. of a very slept on story. It was, it and was I was a like, rumor I was like, later got debunked that like Andrade told him not to come, but that ended up being proven false. It was just ROH just blew him out of the water with with the offer. Right, right, right. Yeah. So when I when um, I heard that story, so that now, told me that like if Ring of Honor really wants to, they, they can pull out the red they carpet. They just bought a know? shitload of regional. Fox Sports affiliates that they've got it on, yeah. that they've got Ring of Honor on, you know, they've got money, you know. Um, now the question becomes: So ROH supposedly has an offer on the table that includes a title program and a title win. Is he beating Jericho in AEW? I would say probably not. He would not be the guy to beat Jericho. Would he beat Adam Cole in NXT? It's possible, but I don't think it would be likely. Um, people, people you know, think fuck, he's the uh, people. You. People, people think that he's the higher power of the Dark Order. I've heard that know. with the Dark Order. Yeah, I've heard yeah. that. But that angle, I've that angle is. With NXT, you already know how I feel about. You already know how I feel about that. The they need to, and there's still not. There's still no clarification. Of what's going on with this cruiserweight stuff? Because I was under the impression that they're just going to integrate it and merge it, all of it into NXT. And sometimes they do 205 Live there, and sometimes they don't. It's, it's called the it's, NXT it, Cruiserweight Championship, but it still has WWE yeah. on it. It's a process. It's it's a it doesn't process. seem that hard. That's, just that's just merge it. Uh, yeah. You know, you know, that's, that's really what it is. That, uh, I think, you know what I think it is, to be honest with you? Other than Leo and Garza, mm-hmm. you'll, put, you'll, put the NXT, you'll put the Cruiserweight Championship match on NXT. Maybe you'll put a number one contenders match on NXT. You're not putting three Cruiserweight matches on NXT. Because what I was, but, right, cause what be I was assuming is, Right, because I, I was assuming, you know, well, I guess one of these takeovers will have a cruiserweight match, and the last one didn't, it but the last will, one was yeah. War Games. The next takeover will probably have and, Garza Rush three, right. yeah. Right, right, right. So that that's really all it is about Marty. It's not that Marty dislikes WWE. Like, you know, he, he would, he would want to go there. It's just he no, has no Marty's interest not being gonna, shoehorned Marty wouldn't as, go as a cruiserweight. As a cruiserweight. Mar- Marty wouldn't go as a cruiserweight, despite what Okada says. You know, he's not going as a cruiserweight. <laughs> well, that was, that was <laughs> more know? of a troll anyway. I know, I know, I know, but right. Your thoughts? Yeah, but since um, you brought up, I'm gonna go ahead and um transition into some of these other things. All right, so NWA's their pay per view is uh uh hard times, which is well, that's not that far either. It's uh, January 24th. It will also say, it's just gonna right. So it's gonna be in the uh, GP, GP. Yeah, right, right. It's gonna be in the uh, GPB Studios, same place. Uh, yep. the the new NWA television champion will be determined there. They're still doing the tournament, so they got a long way to Let's go. Let's go question so, mark. <laughs> right, right. I love I love the question mark. That gimmick is, uh, is there? Great. Let me ask you something. You might be able, is there any inkling who that's going to be revealed to be? 
I don't want to know, man. <laughs> Keep kayfabe alive. If someone told okay. me it might be Stan Hansen, and I was like, don't don't tempt me. You know, um, <laughs> whoever the guy is, he's great. I, I love him. He's, that guy is funny. Um, yep. All right, so now what I'm going to do is uh, I'm going to transition into this uh, this Impact <laughs> pay-per-view that has the appropriate name, Hard to Kill. See, this is going to be January 12th. That's this Sunday, and the venue yep. is literally called the Bomb Factory. What a great name! What's this place? Let's see. What's the okay? Capacity is uh 4,300. All right, so this is my first time looking at this card. So um, mm-hmm. a lot of these names I know I from other places. Through, I can walk you through some of the stories. Not all of okay. them, but I can walk you through some of them. Okay, so a lot of these names I know from other places, not from impact which just tells okay. me at least i'm a culture wrestling fan all right so we got ken shamrock derp i know who that is versus someone named madman fulton i don't know that guy okay that's the guy that was originally insanity at Sawyer oh, Fulton okay. from nxt um oh, he's right, all right. With OV, he's with ove he's um he's been there quietly for for a little while he's been there for a while he's he's in okay. ove and yeah, he uh yeah, him and Shamrock have been working uh they've been feuding for a while cuz Shamrock I think the I think the story was they were doing a tag match Sammy and Fulton against Tessa and they told her to go find a partner and Shamrock stepped up to be the partner. Okay, cool. All right, the next yeah. match is uh Moose versus Rhino. I know those two, obviously. Um, shouldn't yeah, Moose's contract be running out? Shouldn't Moose's contract be running out soon? I, I remember like no, I he, think, he re-signed. I think he re-signed actually. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. The next match. <laughs> I've been seeing photos of this guy lately. Uh, Brian Cage against RVD. I know RVD yep. is like in real life. He's got like an open, um, open like what's what's the politically correct term here? Um, an open really. He's got like. That's what it is. <laughs> He's got like yeah, yeah. I've seen some of the stuff on Instagram with him. Um, yeah, and Katie, so, uh, Katie Eddie, Forbes. Yeah. <laughs> and Katie uh, Forbes. Eddie RVD's a heel. RVD's a heel. Um, that's that's interesting. He's, yeah, he's actually he's kind of got some of the old original Mister Monday Night stuff going on, mixed in with mm-hmm. like. Hey man, I'm famous. I'm RVD. Like he's constantly, when he's not wrestling, like he's got a little, like he's got like a mixed drink in his hand all the time. And he's like a passive aggressive like, douche, <laughs> sort of. Yeah, and like him and Katie Forbes, like basically make out anywhere. Like that's how this whole feud started with him and Cage. Was Cage was doing a sit down interview backstage <laughs> with um, Jimmy Jacobs and right. They were sitting on a couch, so a couch can fit, like, four people. So it's Cage and Jacob, and then all of a sudden, RVD, like, just lunges onto the other seat of the couch. Katie Forbes jumps on top of him. They're basically thrown down on the couch. Brian Cage is like, what the fuck? And that's yeah, how yeah. he started. <laughs> you know? Yeah. All right, the next match is uh, Eddie Edwards. I had no clue he was still there, but that makes sense. Yeah, he is. Uh, against, against Michael Elgin. The next match, okay, I don't know these guys. I don't guys, know the story behind but, that. I don't know the story behind that. I, I know Rich Swan and Willie Mack. I know them versus yep. a team called the North. 
for the Impact World Tag oh, Team okay. Championships. I, that's um. I don't know the North. That's Ethan Page, and uh, who's the other guy? This guy's really Josh. Good. Josh Alexander. Alexander. Right? Yeah, he's he's almost like I guess if I had to describe him, he's a hard hitting version of what without the comedy of what like. Actually, you know what he's almost like? He's almost like the wrestling machine angle character. Oh, cool. All right. I can get behind that. All right. He's not as intense. Like, he comes out, he's got the singlet, and he's just very, mm-hmm. like, he'll throw you around. He'll t- he'll do what he's got to do. And then Ethan Page is the guy that's good, but he's also the personality of the group. Right. Okay. Then we I got a uh... the tag champs, I believe. Yeah, yeah, they they are they are the tag champs. Then we got a X Division match. All right, now I don't I don't know this guy personally, but I saw this clip on Twitter about this was this was three months ago. A guy named Ace Austin versus Trey Miguel. I saw a clip on Twitter of this dude oh, with Ace a wrestling Austin, yeah, belt. He's the guy that tries to bang Eddie Edwards' wife. Right, right. I saw a clip of this dude on Twitter with a belt. And I had no clue I was looking at a wrestling clip. And he was with a legitimate porn star. They, they actually yeah. hired a legit porn star. They, that and the they were making. He was going to film a porn with the exhibition <laughs> right. title. Right. So when I first saw the clip, I thought I was looking at some softcore porn. I was on Twitter just going through my feed. Yeah. And then I looked at some of the uh, comments and I was like, wait, this is wrestling? And then I, yeah. I, I saw that a, a guy named Ace Austin had been tagged. You know I clicked, what he I clicked is? Which is name. ironic because they have him on the contract too. He's almost like a Joey, like Joey Ryan. Yeah, yeah. It, it seems like to me that they're just doing what they. Yeah, what, what they're doing but is, yet, and this is, uh, I'm, I'm going to rant about this. Contract. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna try to keep this within wrestling. What I see what Impact is doing and this is this is this is unrelated to wrestling but kind of, this has nothing to do with wrestling. I see what Impact is doing. They're taking advantage of uh the Twitch dots. I, I know Impact Wrestling is on access. I don't have that. But I know it also airs on Twitch. Twitch has oh, been yeah, under you criticism could, you could do for a, a while. Lot more, you could do a lot yeah. more on Twitch than you can on uh on YouTube. Right, yep. right, right. I, I used to follow Twitch like back when I was in college and I know like it's a gaming site and it still is, but in recent years I've I've heard stories of, you know, girls that will do very uh obscene things and get away with it and it seems like Impact is taking advantage of that. I mean, hey man, do what you gotta mm-hmm. do, I guess. So uh right, we got a three way for the knockouts championship. Uh Tara I'm sorry, I said Tara. Taya, I know her from Lucha Underground. Mm-hmm. Od, yep. ODB's back. <laughs> okay. They, they, uh, Taya. they brought her in because they're trying to. Um, they're sponsoring um, raising money for her food truck that burned down. Oh yeah, that sucks. All right, all right, all right. Okay. Yeah. Right, so yeah. They, they're ODB's bringing her in cool. for a run. I think like all her proceeds and stuff, or you know, are going towards a new truck for her, okay. like stuff like that. Like that's. That's what it. That's what they're doing. You know, they're trying to. I, I, I got, like I think there's like I a GoFundMe page. Okay, I got to. I got to uh, go look at that. I, I got to tell you, man. Um, back when I used to go to Impact uh, tapings, uh, you know, back then, 
Uh, two of the nicest ladies that were always nice was uh, ODB and uh, Tara. That's I, that's why when I saw Taya, Taya, I thought about mm-hmm. Tara, you know, because when she was in TNA, yeah. she was by uh, Tara. Um, Victoria and ODB yep. were always nice. All right, so three ways, uh, Talia, ODB, and um, Jordan Jordan Grace. I know her. Um, now from Impact, I just I just know her name. And then um, she's uh, the what's it called? Jonathan Gresham's, I think, fiance or girlfriend. Right, 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 right. Yeah. And then the main event is uh, Sammy Callahan. I know him. And defending the so this is officially an intergender match, right? So yep. Sammy defending the title against Tessa. And, and the main event for the uh, – so they're calling yep. it the Impact World Championship. That's the name of it now, just the Impact World yep. Championship. All right, that's short to the point. They should just – They should just. there's probably a, another company called Impact already. They should just stick to Impact then. That's what I would call them. Mm-hmm. So, well, this card looks um interesting. I, I don't know the stories, and sometimes knowing stories can help. But, uh, Dan, you, well, you checked out Tag thing, League they, and you they, checked out Wrestle they, Kingdom, so I'll watch this. Here's the thing they did wrong with the main event. And it's not the fact that Tessa's in it. Okay? Um, you know, everyone's been trying to jump on this intergender thing. And, you know, they dip their foot in it. And then they pull out. Impact, to their credit, has stuck to it. What right. Impact did wrong um, was <clears throat> twofold. And it's simple stuff. It's not major stuff, but it's still simple. They announced the way Tessa is getting the title shot is she won um, a gauntlet battle royal because Sammy and Tessa have had two matches already, and Sammy's 2-0 against Tessa. So from the aspect of Tessa, and when Sammy won the title, Tessa came out and like did the stare down with him. But from the aspect of Deserving a title shot, if you go by the history, Tessa didn't deserve one because Sammy's 2-0 against her. Okay, fine. Right. Um, they did a battle royal. They taped the battle royal, and Tessa won the battle royal, which was great. The problem was because impacts for all the pr- progress they make at times, at times they can't get out of their own way, went and held a press conference, two weeks before the Battle Royal aired, and announced the match. Now, why would I watch the Battle Royal? Why would I watch your show, which was going to feature this Battle Royal, you know, when you just told me what was going to happen? So, that's where we're at. Now, I believe, and I'd be shocked if they don't, Impact is going to pull the trigger. On Tesla, I, I. What's the point of doing this match if you're not going to? Um, I just think Impact has to be careful with how you book her long term because eventually she has to lose the title. There's really only so, two. Um, there's really only two experiences we have from this. A recent one and a what if one that was never visited. I did watch Lucha on the Ground and Lucha on the Ground did have intergender matches. Intergender matches are not for everybody. But in Lucha no, on the Ground 
I didn't I didn't mind it because what Lucha Underground did was they had something called the trios titles, the 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 six man belts. Right. And so what what Lucha would do is they would have these matches where it would be like two dudes and one girl. So right. uh, the team that they did that was not, which was cool to me, was uh, Son of Havoc, Matt Cross, uh, Angelico, and Ivelisse. They were mm-hmm. the initial uh, trios champs. So when Ivelisse would go to the top rope and do a moonsault against three guys outside, that's believable to me. Or yeah. if if Ivelisse comes in with a hot tag with a kendo stick, and just starts fucking people up. That's believable. That's to me. believable. I mean, I mean, Mia Yim does that to girls on NXT. You know, like when they were building up to the War right. Games thing. Um, they also did it when um, the first time I saw Eo uh, was also on Lucha Underground. Uh, I, they did this thing with Pentagon, where Pentagon was like in a feud with the Black Lotus or something. And he had to go through, like, this gauntlet match where he had to fight, like, four or five people in a row. And, like, the fifth person he fought was Eel. And Eel beat up Pentagon, which was realistic and believable because Penta had already had, like, three or four right. matches he up to that point. Right, he had gone through this gauntlet. Exactly. See, r- r- exactly. Right. You know, so, so Lucha, they did it, but they didn't insult realism. It was, it was realistic, which was kind of why the show was liked. The problem was is that Lucha – didn't have the reach because it was on El Ray, and I remember the last time we did the show, you told me you didn't even realize you had El Ray until recently. Right. Um, El Ray right. didn't have the reach, whereas uh, NWA, because people always say, uh, you know, well, what does NWA Power and MLW have? NWA Power and MLW, they stream for free on YouTube, which is great right. access because anybody can watch anything on YouTube. If you've got a computer, a smartphone, yep. a smart TV, you can watch it. That that's what Lucha lacked. Lucha lacked that reach. So that's the first experience we have to compare to it. The second experience we have is the what if experience that never happened, which is China. She was the Intercontinental Champion and the old school WWF during the Attitude Era, and she was over. She was over, and, and you know she was in there having matches with your Chris Jericho's, your Jeff Jarrett's, your Eddie Guerrero's, you know. She was Harker Holly. Carter. Harker Holly. Yep. But, of course, one of the biggest questions would have, you know, that fans always want to know is, um, would China, would she have ever, have ever gotten to the WWF title? And that's one I of those what-ifs that... Have. I believe today yes. she would have. If, this, if China yes. was around today with all this stuff out there, absolutely. Yes. Right. And that's just one of those things that we'll never know because... Right, right when it seemed like she was about to kind of get it. to that next they level, she it. left. She had, she, for about an hour and a half one week, leading into SummerSlam 99, she was in that triple threat match. Yeah, I remember. They did I this remember. thing with, like, I think it was, I think it was her and, and Hunter and Foley and Austin came out and screwed Hunter, which led to and, and you she could have she could have she could have done it too because uh, you know uh, and we'll get a little bit into into New Japan a little bit later after this. Um, I remember like one of the uh, one of the first like internet wrestling videos I saw. Like a lot of fans don't notice when she left WWF. Like it wasn't like she stopped wrestling. She actually she went, went to Japan. Japan and had some tours 
And uh, there's one yep. match she had. She actually had a match like with I actually uh, saw that on her, unfortunately, on her Vice documentary. Right, yeah, right. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. She yeah. was in I, Japan I for a while, yeah. Right, right. So she could, you know, she, she went over there to Japan and she wrestled a lot of tough dudes. So I, I could mm-hmm. totally see, like, a China wrestling, like, a Kurt Angle for the WWF title in, like, 2000. You know, like, 2000 yep. Angle. You know, like, the the, the yep. Angle that was a heel but would cry every time he won. Like, I could I could totally see exactly. China versus that Angle in a title. So we don't really have uh, much history to go off of. Um, I'm not too familiar with Tessa. The only thing I can really say about her is uh, she's, she's not the, the only one guilty her. of this. Uh, she's, she's got to work on her one. facial expressions. She has like over the top facial expressions, yeah, she, which kind of takes me out of it. Dude, she's she's really young still. She's like twenty two, twenty three. She's got tons. Yeah, of yeah. If if that's what we're we're going after her for, she's gonna be fine. Like, there's a lot worse things to go right, right. Tessa about. I mean, she's the right one for Impact to do this with. This is not, you know. You know, ugh, I can't, you know, I can't believe they're right. going to do this with her. She's the right one. That's not the issue at all. It's just, just like with anything else, and I, I, I know I bring this up a lot, but it, it's great that you did it today. What are you going to do tomorrow? And I see, uh, I see that, um, I don't know if this was, I think this was the last, yes, this was uh, there's there's so many things now I'm just I'm getting everything confused. It, it seems that intergender is a big draw for her. Uh, I know Sasha Banks and yeah. Bailey, more so Sasha. They're also big fans of intergender. I know Sasha every now and then um, she'll talk about how she doesn't see why she can't compete for like the intercontinental title. Um, I know in the last being the elite um, intergender match was teased between uh, Omega and Riho and Kip Sabian and Penelope. Um, I've noticed the intergender thing for a while. Uh, yeah, WWE, see, they, they, met, they that, met the mentality halfway. Is that with the, uh, or is that, is that a mixed tag? Because there's a difference between the two. Well, I know Omega and Riho, they don't care. And AEW right, strives to is, be different, so I don't, I, don't, I don't see why it wouldn't be an intergender. Unless TNT tells them no, like unless like the yeah, company, that, unless the network tells them no, yeah. they're gonna do intergender because Omega wrestled with girls all the time and Riho, oh, yeah, she trained with a nine-year-old. <laughs> right, right, right. So unless unless like the network says no, I don't see why it wouldn't be intergender. But again, this is TNT. It's a big network, and you know this isn't like I'm yeah, not but trying exactly. to that anything. might be that might be another reason why. TNT right. says no because, you know, you are a big network. You don't want to risk, you know. Right. And I mean, listen, right. as, I, I feel as far as like, oh, well, you know, what's the network going to say this and that? I've always felt if you present almost anything the right way, no matter how controversial or whatever it may be, you can stand by it when the mm-hmm. backlash happens. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, yeah, yeah. I feel like you could do that if, you know, I mean, I, I don't think, you know, do you want Penelope Ford 
eating three V-triggers unnecessarily? No. But, you know, to get some heat on Saban, could Haven, could Saban, especially with how small Rio is, could he turn her upside down with a clothesline? Yeah, I, I think he could. Yeah. You know? I, I think he could, and I don't think it would be an issue. That's the problem. Everybody's afraid of what's going to happen. The, 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 Not the, so the much. problem is that we, we know what the problem is, John. And, like, even, like, you know, and you ran about this outside of wrestling all the time. The, the problem is, is we just live in this, excuse my language, we just live in this really pussy era where, like, exactly. people complain. Exactly. And, and, and that's people, my point. Like, you got to go on Twitter and apologize. Exactly. And that's my point. What's going to happen is, and I mean, I even remember going this far with the Darren Young stuff all those years ago. Oh, you know, why aren't they breaking up him and Titus? Well, because some someone's going to not understand how wrestling works and think that Titus is beating up Young because right, right. He, he's gay, you know? And it's right, the same right. thing here. It's, it's who's going to see this match or hear about it and be like, Oh my God! Kenny Omega just kicked a woman in the face, or Kip Sabian, right. you know, punched Rio in in the stomach. You know, what does that get spun into? That's what you got to be careful with. And yeah, it you know, not to go down a whole other different road, but unfortunately, this is the mentality that was created about four or five years ago, and this is what now you have to deal with. You know, mm-hmm. so if TNT turns around and says, no, nah, we're not doing that, you know, TNT's probably going to get fucking slaughtered by the, fan, by the fan base, but you can't really slaughter TNT for that. Because you know what? You know, at the end of the day, you, you got to think big picture, and big picture for TNT is more than... 800,000 wrestling fans. It, yeah, it's just, I'm, I'm this sorry. is really hard. It, it sucks. It's, 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 it's sucks. just, it's, it's just but, really hard. Uh, one of, I got yeah. into, not necessarily an argument, one of my friends, uh, his name is Track, and he's super into intergender. And, uh, you know, I'm like, you know, more power to you, man. That's just not for me. And we just started talking about, like, uh, he was like, yo, like, did you grow up watching kung fu movies? And I was like, yeah, I love, like, you know, Jackie Chan, you know, uh, Jet Li, Bruce Lee. I love stuff like that. And he mentioned, uh, what about Mortal Kombat? And I'm like, you mean the original movie? I'm like, yeah, I love the original movie. And he was like, you remember Sonya, right? You know how Sonya used to fight and beat up guys? And I was like, yeah. And he was like, well, what was wrong with that? I'm like, well, first of all, it's a movie. Secondly, yep. Sonya in the movie was a military. Here, she was like a here's the problem. She had, she had like military AEW. training or something, yeah. Here's the problem AEW would actually have in a, in the, in a case where their own words would be against them. Vince could probably get away with it because for years, what has Vince been saying WWE is? It's entertainment, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Right. You've been marketing the last year that you're not entertainment, you're a sport, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, and I'm not saying AEW would deserve this in any means whatsoever because I'm not an oversensitive pussy. But if you had Sasha face Nakamura for the IC title and Rio face Kip Saban, 
Tony and Cody would have a harder time dealing with the potential backlash of it because people would be able to hit them with, well, you said you're a sport. Whereas Vince could turn around and say, I'm no different than a movie when, like, to track point, Mortal Kombat, when Sonya faces Sub-Zero. I know it's this a little is, bit extreme, but just, right. you know, this, this, this is really where... This is, this is like really my stance on on intergender. I, I me personally, like like I said, there's a scene for it. There's 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 not just in wrestling, but like in mixed martial arts and movies. There's definitely an audience for it. Me personally, what I would like to see, I have no interest in male female wrestling. I just I just don't. But what I do miss is I do miss the realism of female managers female valets, female talents taking bumps like everybody else. Like you you would notice. Like in ECW, Francine taking total elimination. Or right. you know, because she, she would interfere. Or like when Daniel, even most recent, well this isn't recent, but this was a while ago. Like when Daniel Bryan first started doing the yes stuff and Big Show accidentally hit AJ. So many times, not just in WWE, but in any promotion, if you have a manager, like, okay, like, we just saw New Japan, right? We just saw Wrestle Kingdom. You know, uh, Naito is fighting Jay White. Ghetto interferes. Ghetto gets in the ring. Naito gives him a destino, right? You've seen that so many times. Mm-hmm. A manager interferes. They take the move. But like, and, and, like, in the 90s and early 2000s, it was like that with the girls, too. They, they took the full bump. You know, uh, heel Austin would give Lita a stunner. Heel Triple yeah, H oh, was, would give oh, he, whoever a Lita, pedigree. Lita like, took a chair beating. I'll never forget that. How Vince <laughs> right, got right. away with that in twenty in two thousand one? That was crazy. I remember they fucking pulverized her with yeah, that, fucking that was chair crazy. shots one night on Raw. It was like, whoa! I, I, like, I, 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 I would just, I would be okay with seeing girls take dudes finishers. And I would equally be okay with dudes taking girl finishers. Like the, the Seth Rollins, Baron Corbin thing, like that whole feud was shit. But when Baron gave Becky an end of days, I was like, I like that. end of days, that was fucking awesome. And it got heat. And I remember I even said it. You know what Lesnar Rollins needs for SummerSlam? Brock to F5 Becky. Right, right. That's you know, what I that like, needed. I like stuff like, I don't, I don't, yep. to me, like when you, when you take a finisher, like, there is no sex doesn't matter. <laughs> like a guy right. taking a girl finisher, a girl taking a guy finisher. I would be open to that. I would be open to. I'm just. I'm just being theoretical. I'm okay. Yeah, no, I know. You know, you know, of that kind of thing. But um, anyway, I, I got running a little on time, so I need to go ahead. Yeah, and, uh, I want to answer answer Dan's question here. So Dan wanted to know my opinion on um the the state of impact. Well, I, Dan, I can't give you my opinion because. I don't follow the product, but I, I will watch this show, and um, we'll try to check out more YouTube I can highlights give you something. of Impact. Well, I can what give I, what you I can tell you where Impact is. Well, okay. okay. Well, before you go there, what I was going to say was yeah. I was going to tell Dan um, what Impact can do uh, going forward. Basically, this company has changed regimes so many times 
They've changed management so many times. It's changed so much, and it's like that old saying from uh, Escape from L.A. with um, uh, what's his name? Kurt uh, Russell. Kurt Russell, right? There's a quote that Snake Bliskin says: "The more yep. things change, the more things stay the mm-hmm. same." Uh, it's like when you go to a school or when you have a when you have a job, and the management keeps changing. Like just after a certain point, uh, you just lose interest and you don't care. Yep. Me personally, I was a day one TNA fan from uh, the mm-hmm. NWA Asylum days, and as a day one TNA fan, I felt the change around 2014, 2015. Their last days on Spike, they did those Hammerstein ballroom tapings, which were good. They were very good. Mm-hmm. And it ended with Bully putting Dixie through the table. Those tapings were good. Yep. But uh, the company did that because they realized that they were about to get booted from Spike. So they were trying to put up these good shows. As a, it's, it's kind of like when you're in a relationship and you've been treating your girl like shit and you know it's about to end. So like that last week, you just treat her like a princess, but it's like it's too late. The damage is done at that point. Mm-hmm. Then they moved the destination. They moved the destination to America. They were there for like a year. During that late 2014, 2015 period, this is the simplest way I can put it. In the 2000s and the 2010s, uh, there, it's, it's not fair, but the truth is, perception is reality. TNA, for better or for worse, was viewed as the alternative. Meaning, if you didn't like WWE, Raw, SmackDown, obviously NXT wasn't a thing at the time. If, if, if you did not like WWE, if you were tired of their stuff, if you wanted something else, the perception was TNA is the alternative brand. That's what they were. They were the alternative brand. A lot of people didn't know about them, but that was the perception. Somewhere around that 2014-2015 period, that wasn't the case. Um, NXT started getting big around that time. You know, that's when you had guys like uh, Samuel mm-hmm. uh, and Kevin Owens show oh, yeah. up. Yeah, Lucha, Lucha Underground yeah. started blowing up around that time. Um, mm-hmm. New Japan and their U.S. expansion, that was when guys like uh, Nakamura, Tanahashi, Okada, that's when they started showing up on Ring of Honor. Ring of Honor also was very good during that time. That was really the last truly the last good time. That's when, like, Ring of yeah, Honor had, I like, Adam think, Cole. I always Lee. thought if Ring of Honor had Impact TV, TNA's TV deals, TNA right. would never have gone as far as it did. Ring of Honor would have smoked them. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> it, it, was, it, was, it, was, it was that time when that 2014-2015 that period was when I, as a fan, realized that this company is not the alternative anymore. But it's not indie either because they had a TV deal. So it's like, well, if you're not the alternative and if you're not indie, what are you? So then they continued. And the last thing they did. Right. And then the last thing they did, the the last two things, really three things, but it was really only one thing that had a lot of buzz. There was three things they did that created some buzz. Two things, minor buzz. One thing, a lot of buzz. First one was Eli Drake. Everyone knew he was a good talker. Everyone knew that, you know, this guy had a future. He had, you know, there was something there. Second, uh, the whole Destroyer Lashley thing, that was great. I watched that. 
But the main thing they did, and to this day, the last thing they did that really gave them a lot of buzz was, of course, the big money Matt, broken Matt, that whole, all of that. All of, I'm oh, just going to yeah. say Matt Hardy in general. Big money Matt, broken Matt, final deletion, all of that. I'm just, I'm just going to say Matt Hardy in general. Mm-hmm. That, was like, that was like four or five years ago. After the broken Matt stuff, once the Hardys left, they just they were around, but there not wasn't really that, any buzz. Not even that. What 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 impact became was, all right. When's the when's the Hardy segment? I'm gonna watch that. I'm out on everything else. Pretty much, pretty much. So, for this company's future, and this might come off as condescending, but I don't mean this in a condescending way. For older fans like myself. At this point in time, like like Dan, I will watch this show. I will watch Hard to Kill, and I will do what I can to. I see. I know that their that their YouTube account does have um, highlights, so I'll I'll do what I can to watch more highlights. I feel like I'm you know, I'm 32. To those that don't know, I'm 32. Um, to fans like myself who grew up through the numerous eras that TNA had or Impact had, like. You know, we've given them chance after chance after chance. At this point, I have New Japan. I have AEW. I have have NWA. I have NXT. I have all the alternatives I need. I don't really need to watch Impact anymore. And just looking at Mm -hmm. this roster, these guys are good, but a lot of these guys on this roster, I know who they are, and I've seen them. Like, for instance, I know Brian Cage from Lucha. I, I um, I know Moose from Ring of Honor. So I know Michael Elgin from New Japan. So... Me being a cultured wrestling fan, I'm familiar with a lot of these guys. I've seen what they can do. I feel like Impact's future, and I don't mean this in a condescending way. I mean this in a good way. Um, I feel like Impact's future is in the hands of millennials, the younger fans. This teen generation of of kids, if if you're in high school, if you're like in 10th grade, 9th grade, whatever, if you like wrestling and like if you're a gamer – like, if you watch Impact, you wouldn't know about any of these things I'm talking about. You, you wouldn't know about the Dixie era, the Hogan-Bischoff era, right. the Jeff Jarrett era, because you were either too young to remember or you weren't alive. So when they look at mm-hmm. Impact, to them, it's just this cool thing on Twitch. I feel like an older person who maybe has take has took an extended break from wrestling and doesn't watch wrestling like that anymore and is trying to get into it and they just say, Oh, what's this cool thing? Impact wrestling? Like, they can watch that. I feel like Impact's future are with millennials and casual people who are trying to get back into wrestling. I feel yeah, like what, hardcore what, what's fans risky with that and you're right. But what's risky with that is you don't know what okay you don't know how this Tesla thing is going to come off to everybody. Let's be honest, Chris. There's going to be people who are going to look at this as the worst thing in the world. Let's just be honest. It's not us shitting on it. It's just the reality of things. People are going to look at it and be like, oh, fuck no. So now you're going to get somebody that's going to watch Impact. And then all of a sudden here comes Tesla with the world title, not even the women's title, the world title. You're gonna lose. You're gonna lose. It's just the reality of it. You're gonna right. lose people because of that. So, mm-hmm. you know, you kind of, you kind of stuck 
if you're impact right now, you know It's kind of a damned if you do, damned if you don't kind of thing. Yeah, that's why I thought this was this was way too early. And also because Sammy just won the title like not too long ago, like why would you do like why would you do this now? It really makes you. Uh, it, it, it really. Uh, and this isn't me throwing shade at shade at Tessa. It really just makes us. It really makes me uh, take China for granted, because um, it's it's very easy to forget just how big she was. Like literally, yeah. like she was a very tall. Um, you you don't see girls like China anymore. Uh, no offense to all these new girls, because all the new girls no, today are talented. But but a lot of the girls today, that, not just in Amazon impact, but in general, looking... like. Right, yeah, right, right. Amazon a lot of girls now. Right, right. Most of the girls today, not just in Impact, but in general, like WWE, AEW, Impact. A lot of them are kind of like, they're kind of small. You know, some yeah, of them oh, are yeah. moderately, some of them are moderate size, but there's not really any of those tall, as you said, larger than life. The only one I can think of, honestly, is the girl that's with uh, Nick Aldis, uh, Camille, Camille. You know the the girl. You know she's who, tall. You know who I also think if you get past all the extra bullshit that she has, mm-hmm. you know who I think is quietly <coughs> built that way, not as muscular or whatever as China, but kind of like that same body frame. But you don't realize it because of all the other shit she has on. Is that Chris Sanitander? That oh yeah 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 I know her. Just signed. She looks like she's got that build, but the problem is she's got the castles, she's got the face paint, she's got this. You can't really get a she, She's got the cartoony stuff. She's got the cartoony stuff. But what stuff. she is physically. Right. Know, but physically, physically she has what you're – physically she has what you're looking for is what you're saying. Right, but it doesn't, yeah. necess- it doesn't necessarily translate and come off that way because of right. the way, you know, she's got all the other, you know – Mm-hmm. Mix and match and bells and whistles and all that. Um, right. You know. I have some. Uh, I have some uh, some uh, comments right here. Interesting comments from um, from the interviews uh, post Wrestle Kingdom. Um, let me just go over the short uh, stuff that happened on uh, New Year's Dash. Wait, 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 uh, wait, wait, wait. Can we can we can we sponsor this? The okay. um. The post Wrestle Kingdom comments that Tof is about to lay out are being brought to you by. Hey, you want to see a dead body? <laughs> <laughs> Great. <laughs> uh, so we got some stuff here from uh, from New Year's Dash. Uh, Shingo uh, pin Goto, so he's going to be uh, next in line for the Never Open Weight Championship. Uh, looks like they're going to be setting up a feud with uh, Taichi and Okada. Setting up a few with Zack Sabre Jr. and Will Ospreay. Um, is that going to put... step down for Okada? No, they always do this when a champion loses. And they're building yeah. up Tai Chi. Tai Chi is growing, up. Tai Chi yeah. is growing on me. He's, he's like the Japanese Elias. Um, okay. <laughs> he does the little stinging thing. Okay. So, um, uh, Okada Bushi and uh, Tanahashi, they teased him in a tag team uh, facing Finjuice in the future. So that's cool. I really want to focus on on these uh, comments that Tanahashi made. Can I just bring up really, something really... from about? Can I just bring up something about Abushi for a minute? Yeah, sure. What the fuck do you have to do to get a fucking good run at fucking New Japan? I mean, the guy <laughs> was a fucking the guy was a fucking freelancer for years. 
years. <laughs> it's that ghetto, up man. With his best friend, breaks up with his best friend slash possible boyfriend, okay, <laughs> to sign a contract with you guys, and you don't even let him win one of the fucking titles. Like, holy shit. <laughs> That's ghetto, man. Can never trust ghetto. Uh, yeah, so this is an huh. interesting comment that uh, this is an interesting comment that Tanahashi made. Very interesting. Um, he said that he enjoyed fight. He said that he enjoyed facing Jericho, and um, he said that Jericho is a different animal, and he's never fought anyone like him before. But he said what captivated him the most was his facial expressions and his storytelling in the ring. And this is what really got my attention because this is exactly what Kushida said. I remember this verbatim. I remember Kushida said this. Um, I remember he had a match with um, – who did Kushida wrestle? I think he had a match with Kenny King. It was like on a Ring of Honor taping. And um, Kushida said this exact thing. Tanahashi said what impressed him was the, the storytelling and his facial expressions. And he said that he could tell that Jericho was a very experienced – businessman and it made me wonder what the world has to offer which is and Kushida said something similar where uh I think Kushida the way he worded it was he thought that he knew everything but then he saw some stuff at the Ring of Honor taping probably some Americanized style stuff that he had never seen before and it made him realize that he didn't know there's a lot he could still learn um, basically what I'm saying is, is that this is the first time we're hearing Tanahashi kind of verbally kind of say, hmm, maybe the idea of like, you know, working outside of Japan on a more regular basis could be a possibility. And I feel like Tanahashi is one of those guys where he could do it because it's like, he's Tanahashi. What's New Japan going to do? <laughs> they can't do anything. Mm-hmm. It's like Cena. Yeah. You know, it's like it's like Cena can tell Vince, like, um, hey, Vince, you know, I'm going to go film a movie. Like, what's Vince going to do? Say no. He's Cena. <laughs> he can do whatever yep. he wants. <laughs> you know, so Tanahashi can be like, yo, um, I'm going to go to Ring of Honor for a few months, or I want to try out Impact for a few months, or, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to do business with Triple H and just, like, do, like, a one-off at NXT. Like, what, what, what that, can New I Japan say? I can see that. I can see that, especially – with the fact that Liger did it, I could see Tanahashi right. showing up on, on an NXT. Right. And uh, what can New Japan do? <laughs> they can't do anything because <laughs> he's Holy Tanahashi. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, you know, I, I, you know, I didn't believe there was any chance of Tanahashi winning. I didn't, you know, I think it was just a, a good hype job, a nice way to add a little extra layer to it. Cause I'm telling you, I, I think the Bucks are definitely against it. I don't know where Kenny is. Kenny's heart is and still there. Call, he's still he still wears yeah. his New Japan merch. So yeah. and it doesn't but, matter where the Bucks Co- are. At I the think, end of the day, I think Cody. Yeah, but I think the Bucks. I, I don't know if you can piss them off. I mean, as much as it seems like Cody really is the guy in Tony's ear, I don't think Cody ever really had the relationship with New Japan. He, to be he like, did, yes, he we. He I, mean, I, I mean, Cody would obviously. This, this is this is who it comes down to. This is who it comes down to. The New Japan president, the New Japan president, Tony, Kenny, 
and that's it, not the Bucks, because Kenny was the star, not the Bucks. I don't know about now, that. Here's yeah, what we, here's you what gotta we know. look at the way you got to look at the way AEW is set up, and remember they all got these fancy fucking titles. This is where the this this shit could end up coming and biting it, it, potentially. It, here's what Tony we know. In the um, I I like Jericho's uh, promo. Uh, Jericho's promo was very honest. You know, he, he basically just yeah, said Jericho what basically said, all I mean, of us. Jericho basically said, and he did not just say New Japan. Jericho basically said, and I'm paraphrasing, everybody needs to cut the shit and realize what right. we can do here. That was so, yeah, right, right. Jericho's promo in a nutshell. Everyone needs to get so here, off their fucking egos and cut the shit and let's right. do this. So here's me as a, as a fan um, just breaking everything down. Um Currently, as it stands, New Japan has no television presence in America, but they still want to tour America. So New Japan is a big brand, but you need some kind of TV presence in America. America, I mean this respectfully. All countries are different markets. Some countries, countries, you don't need TV. Some countries, without TV, you're dead. If you don't plan on going to fucking India, you don't need India TV. Right here in America, you need TV. But if you want you need, to come you somewhere, TV. you better get some exposure in that area. There's nothing disrespectful right. that you're saying about that at all. There's nothing. So as a, you're a thousand percent right. right. So what New Japan? So here's where New Japan is underestimating AEW. I discovered New Japan through Ring of Honor. That 2014, 2015 period. Me and Jay are in the same boat. My first ever real exposure. Was I think it was like that War of the World show. Kevin Steen fought Nakamura. That was right before he left for NXT. And I saw Nakamura, and I was like, this guy is really cool. And I remember seeing, uh, I think it was Tanahashi and Okada against the Briscoes. I got exposed to New Japan when they made cameos in Ring of Honor. And a lot of other people were exposed to New Japan during that 2014, 2015 period. But here's the cool thing. Here's because where of I the, think yeah, New- because of ROH. Right, and, and, and here's right. the thing that New Japan doesn't see. That's the exposure they got on Ring of Honor. In all respect to Ring of Honor, their TV deal was very limited. So when I was watching them back then, I wasn't watching them on TV. I was watching them by just going to their website. I went to ringofhonor.com, yeah, but was it, and I just watched them. Wasn't a lot of the New Japan stuff on those pay-per-views, like War of the Worlds and stuff like that? Right, right. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. They got exposed there. So they got a big growth. From 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 the limited reach that the Ring of Honor stuff had, so if you get growth from that, imagine the kind of growth you could get if you showed up on TNT on 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 AEW. So that's where I see money for New Japan. Okay, so, so for instance, you're right? not wrong. Moxley, you're not Moxley, wrong. Moxley, Moxley, is, Moxley is the U.S. champion. So spitballing yeah. here. He could show up on AEW. I'm surprised with, he didn't drop. I'm surprised he didn't drop it to Juice, to be honest with you. Right. So like I, I he could show up on like Dynamite. Me, me too. That's what I thought they were gonna do. So like he could show up on Dynamite, and like Suzuki could show up, and you could continue the story there. Now here's, most fans yeah, that watch AEW. Here's the thing that's weird, and this is not about Moxley specifically. Remember when Omega won that AAA title? And swore to yeah. everybody he was bringing it to Dynamite? He has it. Yeah. 
He I brought it to dark, like, but not dynamite. Who's making that call? Who's making right. that call that that belt cannot be on that show? Is it Triple right, A? And that's, or is it, right, and that's or is where... It and, and, right, and that's where... That's, that's really the only thing, as far as I know, as far as I know, and I love Kenny. I love Kenny to death. As far as I know, that's the only thing that he did where I am on New Japan's side. When he was the IWGP champion, he, he, beat, he beat Okada. He became the champion. Right. After that, right. two events occurred. Two events occurred. First, the New Day elite thing at EVO, the big gaming expo thing, where, right. you know, during that period, the Young Bucks were the junior tag champs or the regular tag champs, I forgot which, and Omega was the IWGP champion. The elite they did the not regu- have their they belts were the with them. Champs, and like right after they lost the belts to God. Right, they they didn't have their belts there, and then when they did all in, when Kenny fought Pentagon, Omega couldn't bring the title. Why couldn't he? New you Japan know? said no when they did all in. Hmm, when he weird. faced Pentagon, Omega did not have the belt with him. Yeah, I know that. I know that. That's bad business on their part, not not that's not the elite yeah, part. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, like right? Because say what like, you want about w- <laughs> Right? Because that that belt spreads awareness of your brand. Like, say whatever you want about and, WWE. And, and you know, so you know what's many- crazy about that? You know what's crazy about that? Back going back to All In, so you wouldn't let Kenny bring the belt, but yet you let Okada be on that show. Yeah, you other guys. That's weird. See, 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 and and from that perspective. I get where the elite's coming from. I get where the bucks are coming from because they're like, these guys don't understand how to get reach in America because what works in yeah. Japan does not work in America. So I get exactly. where they're coming from. Then the other thing they did, and I didn't... I, I'm not, not with Kenny, but with the bucks, there's something else there. And I know they did that interview, and it was like how they were leaving, and they were being... Right. And then they were left off New Year's Dash, I get, but I feel like there's something else that has not come out yet because for mm. the one thing I can't, I just can't picture the Bucks. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe be, and maybe you know, with them leaving Twitter, maybe there is something to this. But I can't picture the Bucks being that oversensitive to the fact where, you know. Being booked to lose on your way out and not being on New Year's Dash would cause this whole absolutely fucking not. We will never do business with them again. I can't. The thing I can't, can't pick. Yeah. Unless there's, there's got to be something else. But then again, these are the same guys who left Twitter over the the Dark Order segment getting destroyed. So maybe they are. Right. Sense of, I don't know. I would the like thing, to think the thing they that are I it. totally missed. The the one that I missed was um you know the, you know this was my uh, I think my fifth Wrestle Kingdom that I watched recently. What New Japan always does is, in the main event when the match is over, the champion cuts a promo, and the challenger whoever lost, the camera will show them you know acknowledge them, and then the camera will show them leave. Uh, you know like when Tanahashi beat Okada mm-hmm. and showed Okada crying, or when Okada mm-hmm. beat Naito and said you're not good enough. Right. But when Tana beat Omega, like. They didn't show Omega at all, and no. I didn't even I didn't even realize that until most recently. Um, and you know so, what got me with Omega, and this is on, but this this might show what you're dealing with in New Japan. You had him until the 31st. Well, they still have him. You couldn't because he he still he has a written no, contract saying, to his, appear. 
no, I, I know that. I know that. But I'm saying the original deal that expired. Oh, I'm talking right, about. right. I'm not okay, talking about Penny Day W deal. You had right, right. him until the 31st. Because remember, Omega didn't sign until they did like that Las Vegas press conference on right, like a right, Tuesday right. night where they announced, I think, All Out, whatever. That's when Omega officially signed. You still had Omega. You're going to tell yeah, me you couldn't do anything really with right. him? Or, you know, let him let him put somebody over and take the bow in the right. middle of the ring? Yeah, yeah. You know, it's, especially it's, it's with very... Omega, and, you know, with how his yeah. ties are to Japan. I refuse to believe that if you would have went up to Kenny and said, listen, we want you to do whatever, put over whoever, you know. Kenny would have did it, for sure. Yeah. Kenny would have, and he then he'll let he... you take your bow in the middle of the ring. Kenny would have done right. it. I, I'm, I'm sorry. Hey, and I, the great thing, too. Me, right. And, and the great no. thing, too, this is the this is the number one thing, and this is the last thing I'm going to say for about a time. Um, like, New Japan would get growth for being on AEW. But it, it hit me, too. The perfect bridge, is, it, it really just writes itself. It's infuriating. The perfect bridge between AEW and New Japan is that U.S. title that Moxley has. Because this belt, yep. New Japan's trying to do something with it. it obviously, they want to get reach in, in U.S., they, and that's easy to do when you have a recognizable name. You could have that U.S. title be like the secondary belt, the mid-card belt of AEW, but then whoever that champion is has to go to New Japan to defend it. You know, they have the Young mm-hmm. Lions, right, the Young Lions where they yeah. send the Young Lions on excursion. Sometimes they get sent to, you know, Ring of Honor. Sometimes they get sent to AAA. Sometimes they get sent to CMLL. They could establish something with AEW where you could send the Young Lions yeah. down there. And, you know, uh, they can get exposure, you know, in front of the American audience. And then in return, The only thing I you can could... think of, and I'm not saying this has happened or will happen, the only thing I can think of is, is Tony afraid – if the Bucks are that this adamant, no, 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 no. Okay, absolutely not. And like I said, Kenny Cody doesn't really have the ties there. Unless Kenny, mm-hmm. unless Tony's afraid, because the Bucks only signed for three years. I thought they signed for five. Unless right. Tony's afraid, the Bucks are going to say, you know what, you do this, we're out. And I don't think I don't well, think the Bucks would do that. But I wonder if mm-hmm. Tony's just, you know, nervous and, you know, whatever, and doesn't want to rock the boat this early in. It's still early in. We're only a year in. It's not like, you know, that's the only thing. But I agree with what Jericho said. Everybody needs to get past their shit. But the problem, the problem I think it is, too many people have too many different issues. It's not like you and me have the same issue. And it's like, okay, right. how do we work this out? It's you got well, they need Jay's got right, right. They, B. They, Todd's got they, they both, B. I got issue they both, B. They they both they you both know. need each they both need each other because um like AEW's cool. Yeah, but then the egos but, come in. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, but you and I know that, but then the problem is the egos that come into play, I don't know if New Japan realizes they need AEW. I don't know if Cody, with his fucking eagle the size of fucking Texas, thinks they need anybody. That's this the is, other this part is of it the way, too. This is this is the way I see it. I think New Japan 
is going to realize that they need them you know quicker than, than, than AEW you know is going to realize that. No, you know what it's going to take, Chris? I'll tell you what it's going to take. It's going to take NXT going on like a six-week run, beating them by like 150 each week for someone to realize, okay, we need to do something. And to be honest with you, with the way these shows are, where you could win this week, the other one could win the next week, because I really think this is where we're at right now. I don't think any one brand is but really stronger and that much better neither than the brand, other. Neither brand, neither brand is going to get stronger because they're basically taking from the same fans, which is unfortunate. No, but what I'm both, saying – both, I feel like if both, if both shows came take, on an individual day, then you know. Yeah, but – what it would take for AEW to realize, okay, we need help, that's what it would take to happen. And I don't see that happening because, again, NXT might win tomorrow night. AEW will win next week. You know, I don't see anyone really. I think the first, like, six weeks when AEW was winning every week, I think those days are gone, not because AEW has gotten bad or worse, I just think they're so I mean realistically they're the same thing at this point. Well that's that's what you I know? was telling you. They're that both shows cater right. to the hardcore fan. So, so, right. so as long as so, as long as there's let's say they're splitting one point six million viewers, who's getting eight fifty, who's getting eight twenty five? Who's getting when they load up a show nine, who's getting seven ten? If it stays within that range no one's going to do anything drastic. But if AEW yeah, pretty much. were to fall off, let's say Jericho got injured, blew his knee out, going to be out for a year, let's just say. So now AEW is now doing between 500 and 600,000, and NXT's flirting with 750 to, uh, you know, 875 every week. Then I could see, like, Tony, Cody, we need something. Well, 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 here's here's the last thing I'm that I have royalty. to say. I don't think we need anything. I'm wrestling right, royalty. Here's the last Look thing that I, I got to say on that. New Japan needs them for the exposure, and as far as I don't know the benefit that AEW that, gets, though. that's the problem. Yeah, well, they they will with, see it. Well, they they'll with see it soon. Up egos. You know, you know, you yeah, know what's well, ironic? We sit here and bitch and moan that Vince doesn't realize he needs to change. The problem is. New Japan and even Cody to a degree, they're just as bad as Vince because they don't realize that, you know what, we might need each other. We need to do something different, especially New Japan. Well, we, well, we don't really know how Cody feels. Bullshit. I do agree with you on the bus, uh, Cody, there's something Cody, there. Cody thinks they're the fucking second coming of fucking God, you know. <laughs> Let Cody be Cody. This is what I got to say. This is what I got to say about it. New Japan needs them for the exposure. And as far as AEW is concerned, AEW is cool, but the weakness that AEW has is the diversity of the workers, not like in, like, you know, like, you know, racially, I mean. I mean, the types of workers. It's, it's right. mostly like, it's, it's mostly like, you know, the Kip Sabians, um, the, um, where's the bruisers, you know? Where's the brawlers? Yep. There's this, they, they, they lack that. With New Japan, I feel like, you know, and, they, and I'm glad you they could have that. that. I feel like every AEW tag match is the same. 
Just insert right. the teams here. Insert well, the two it's, teams. It's, the reason it's, it's the exactly same is because the same it's, it's the same. It's the same because they all work the same style. It's the same. It's the same exactly. thing. And so that's so, that's where New okay. Japan comes an issue. And, okay. then the, and the advantage that NXT so has so, is hot tags, flashy spots which nobody sells because they need to get in position for the other flashy spot that no one's going to sell. Ref botch finish. Right, and and the advantage that NXT has is at any given moment. I mean, it is what it is. You know, it's and and you know, I've never I've never had an issue with NXT as a brand because we've already been this before. But at any mm-hmm. given moment, if things go south, not just from a ratings perspective, but if a bunch of people just get hurt at any given moment, WWE's main roster could send yeah. somebody there to change it up a bit. Um, send, send not Nakamura just for ratings purposes. For a few weeks. Right, right. Not just for ratings purposes. It could be for any particular reason. Someone could be hurt in NXT, and yep. Triple H could be like, I need a body. Or someone in the main roster could be injured, and they come back, but they don't have anything for them on the main roster. Right. So it's like, so go, go to, to NXT, NXT for a bit. You, you know, yep. so NXT has, has yep. more. At any given moment, there could be, like, a replacement. So it's like AEW. You know, because of the situation, because they're the against NXT. With the Survivor Series build. That, and, and right. you know, yes, it was for Survivor Series, but it also should have been a lesson learned. If any moment Vincent Hunter feels this thing's getting away from him, they'll pull the trigger on, you know, integrating everything together. And it works. The ratings for those NXT shows that had the main roster guys were awesome. The ratings, even for SmackDown and Raw, went up when the NXT guys were on. So they know they can pull the they can pull the trigger and go this way. What does AEW have? If things, right. like I said, I don't think it would. But if things went south ratings wise for AEW over a month, they have of time, a, a, AEW has relationships, just not like that, not not on that type of level as OB, of, is, as of is now. OB, What's that Japanese yeah, they, company, OV? Is that going to turn around and take a, a 650,000 rating? <laughs> no, not, not, on that, to not to that degree. No, it's not. Right, no, not, not to that saying. degree. No. Where is AEW's right. fail safe if, if this was to, you know, fall out from under them for a stretch? Okay? And, when um, NXT and, uh, gets and hot to, going into go WrestleMania, on, um, because the NXT – hang on a second. Because the NXT title is going to be defended at Mania. And there's going to be a takeover two nights before or the night before. So you know NXT is going to be popping ratings going into Mania. What does AEW have? Because last week's show was great. But you can't keep doing shows like that every single week. That was a pay-per-view quality show AEW put on last week with that card and everything like that. Those shows are great once in a blue moon. You can't pull them off every single week. And, you know, since we talk about this, uh, and since you mentioned that, I, I actually there was a, another point um, about impact that I totally have forgot to, to mention um, about the state of it. Um, there's a quote in, in the Bible, which is really random to mention, like on a wrestling podcast. I don't remember exactly um, like what chapter or what verse, but the quote goes something like this. Um, the sins of the past will cost the children of the future. Yep. And that is to an extent 
that's hurt impact because New the Japan. The father, yep. Uh, it, it, the sins of the father hurt the future of the children, or something like that. Yep. Yep. Uh, New Japan. New Japan doesn't want to do business with Impact because all these years later, they're still mad about the treatment of which, guys like I'll, Okada, I'll be honest with you, Sonata. I'm surprised about because Don Callis. That regime is dead. Done, that regime is dead. It's not even you know? that. Obviously, that regime is dead, but. Don Callis right. has a relationship with New Japan. He does commentary for them sometimes. You're going to tell yeah, me yeah. you don't want to have a conversation with Callis about what he's doing in Impact right now? Well, well clearly, how, clearly. How fucking close-minded are you? Yeah, clearly they're very petty. And then from NWA Power, the folks there, uh, both Corgan and Lagana have both said that NWA Power, they're open Anybody to Anybody but TNA. Yeah, because of how things but went see, with, at, you know. At least with Billy, Billy had it more directed at him, and Billy was also more recently. I feel like the Okada Sonata was fucking years ago. Like it was. Now, Sonata's treatment wasn't Sonata that was bad. fairly he, recent, he, yeah. yeah. Sonata's treatment wasn't that bad. Okada, I do agree with. But still, that was years ago. Yeah, because Billy was part of... Billy was also like the beginning of Anthem, you know, and, right. and his exit had to do with them coming in. So I can understand Billy being like a little like, nah, fuck this. But, I mean, yeah, Japan, especially suck it up for a year because you need a fucking TV deal. And there's a uh, – right, and, and the last thing really, the last thing that I'm going to add is it's on Tony, it's on the New Japan president and stuff like that. The other thing, the third party, other than, you know, fans like ourselves, the talent itself. Because right now, at this moment in New Japan, um, Tanahashi's open about it. And here's the thing about Okada, right? This is the thing about Okada that makes no fucking sense. Not Okada himself. Okada's cool. New Japan is still mad at Impact for how they treated Okada. And at the time, Mm -hmm. because of Okada's experience back then, Okada was like, fuck this place, this place being America. And he was like, mm-hmm. I'm never coming back. That's what Okada said. Well, he's come back several times. So clearly, yeah, but he's come back. Okada himself. Yeah, it's different between Okada's over I'm not, I'm not I'm coming back to work it. here and you're coming back for one-off. That's what, that's what the well, difference is. But what I'm saying is, is that Okada's over it. You know, he's happy now. So it's like, if if the guy himself well, is over he's it, gonna ha- he's gonna have why- to get over it and be happy because the next time he goes to Raw, he's not leaving. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking hilarious, you know. Um, but yeah, the talent like when the, when the talent opens up, when more talent when more when more talent says this should happen, that could also change because right now in New Japan, Tanahashi is open for it, Okada is open for it. Those are two of your top guys, so that's a good place to start. And as far as AEW is concerned, I do agree with you that there's something more with the Bucks. What it is, yep. I don't know. Kenny, look, Kenny's cool. Kenny, Kenny would do it in a heart. You're my dude. I, Kenny would do it. Kenny, think... Kenny, Kenny still has he still has Japan in his heart. He he wears Kenny, Kenny on on the bean. I don't know if he knows this or not. On those bean the elite yeah, he episodes, wears, yeah, he, he wears he, the new he Japan. He he doesn't wear his AEW merch. 
Right. You know, his there's heart is still in New me, Japan. There's a part of me that thinks Kenny did this because everybody else was doing it. And I was like, all right, you know. He I, didn't want to disappoint his friends. That's what that was. I had he didn't a want to disappoint his friends. With, yeah, and also, too, you got to figure, Kenny's a little older than everybody right. else. And me and Todd had this conversation when we did the top 20 wrestlers of the year, top 20 matches. I think Kenny's at a point in his career. He's obviously older. But I also think Kenny's at a point in his career where he just wants to do a couple more things. And then I think he just wants to go live his life. You know, I I think, and and this was a case of, because if you notice, originally, oh, we all signed five-year deals. And he was like, no, I signed three. Now it's come out the Bucks only signed three um, as well. But, mm-hmm. I mean, if you're Kenny, why would you limit yourself? You know, I think, Kenny, I think Kenny will do two things after his AEW deal is up. I think he will go back to New Japan if they can't work something mm-hmm. out before then. I think he will go right. to New Japan for a year. And I think the last thing Kenny will do to cross it off his bucket list and even Todd agreed with me. Kenny, Kenny will work a match at a WrestleMania. Yeah, I can see that. That's that's because I that's even viable. said it the last year and a half to Japan. If you looked at Kenny was doing, he was sh- short of working a match with Abushi. Maybe that's the match he goes back and does in New Japan. Yeah, he, he, they never did like get that. That's what he wanted. Off, like, a, he wanted okay, that. I want to. He wanted that one v one with Abushi on the big stage. Yeah. That's what he wanted. New yeah. Japan to give it. I to want. Him. I want to reunite the Golden Lovers. Check. I want to work a match against the Young Bucks. Check. I want to win the IWGP title. Check. Face Coda. Not yet. Right. What are we doing, guys? That's like the one we're, thing. We're gonna start. We're gonna start our own company. Okay. Face Coda, maybe work at WrestleMania, retire to a nice little villa in Japan. I, I I think that's where Kenny's at. I think that's where Kenny's at at this point in his in his career. I think I think you know that that's where he's at, and it, that's fine. But I think Kenny would push for it in a heartbeat. The problem is, I just you would almost want Cody to have more of a history in New Japan. Like, more of a mm. run that mattered, and he never had it. He doesn't Because he was Ring of Honor it. champion for most of it. That was why. Right. Yeah. And then wasn't he like – no, he wasn't NWA. He was NWA champion, but he – yeah, he was in Japan for it. Um, but I think Cody doesn't really have that whole, oh, yeah, you know, remember that run we did, you know, whatever. Mm. I think – you know what I wonder if it plays into it? The fact that they pretty much got bitched by the firing squad, guys. If you really think about it, they got fucking punked and fucking tarred and feathered in that angle. There was no big match. They got laid out a couple of times. And then the big match was the Young Bucks versus G.O.D. And G.O.D. beat them clean. In America, no less. The problem was, at the time... There wasn't really a big a big match to have. That was before Jay became the leader. Had a Kenny stayed a little yeah, bit longer. Yeah, but you, could, you fact, tell almost, me you couldn't do. You're gonna tell me you couldn't do God fail and like Chase Owens against 
the Bucks. They could have. Cody. They what? What they could have did was they could have get they could have did Jay versus Kenny before Kenny left, and that's on New Japan because Kenny would have did yeah. it if they said we need that you to put been, Jay over Kenny. You know, because well, yeah, he, he didn't want to be a hypocrite. He dropped the U.S. title to him, but yeah, that you could you could have done it as right. You know, one Kenny, last Kenny would have did it. Lead. Kenny, Kenny would have oh, did yeah, it because yeah, they no, wanted Nakamura probably, to do it. No, I know and, he would have. I maybe that's right. the reason why New Japan didn't bother with it because it was like, all right, well, we already got Jay beating Kenny. You know, right? We don't need it again. You know, maybe that was it. But yeah, they they you know, there's got to be something else with the Bucks. There's got to be. I mean. I just think they're petty. Me personally, I think Matt is cooler than Nick. Um, wait, oh, I Nick get them confused. Totally petty. Which, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, some. Well, the thing, the thing is, I think really what it also comes down to is, and like, I'm a, I'm a huge New Japan mark. There's some things in New Japan I like, and there's some things that they can improve on. The weakness of New Japan, I've said this from day one. The weakness the they have they is their their tag division. Their tag division is not good. For really for two reasons. One, most of their tag division were foreigners that weren't really signed. They were on pay per appearance deal. Like the past yeah. four or five years, it was like it was like Red Dragon, they're gone. War Machine, they're gone. They're gone. Ricochet had like Ricochet the had like two gone. or three. Di- Right, right, right. Ricochet had like two or three partners. One time he teamed with Matt Seidel. One time he teamed with uh, Taguchi. One time he teamed with, um, I think he teamed with Osprey once. But it was like Ricochet was like the guy they used for makeshift teams. They had the Briscoes, but the Briscoes, like, they're just so loyal to Ring of Honor. But they would show up if, if New Japan really needed them. Right, as far as like their own the team. You trigger on them because of our. Right, right. You never could. You never, you never could. You know, they're another team, too. Like the Briscoes, if they could just leave Ring of Honor and just go somewhere else. AEW, even Impact, even Impact, if they went somewhere else, like, it would help that company because it, it would be fresh for the company. It would be fresh for them. So it's like, as far as New Japan is concerned, the only consistent teams they had of their own was the Young Bucks and the Gorillas of Destiny. So that's the first reason their tag even, division yeah, is even, that good. Even Evil and Sonata came around a little later. Right, and, and right, and I still don't count them because they're both singles guys. They they would just team them up every now and then when they had nothing else. To, I mean, I don't mind Evil and Sonata. I mean, they're a great team, but yeah. they're both the, the real money singles. It's like Ricochet and Aleister Black. Like it was a cool team for its time, but yeah. we all know but that the, the money day, for yeah, both of them. They're not. They're, they're, they're singles not guys. Team, yeah. Right. Right, and then the other thing that hurts the tag division, and I get it, like, I, I get it, it's old school. Since New Japan is faction-based, like Bullet Club, Naito's group, everyone Suzuki has to have, Gun. Everyone has to have a, yeah, everyone has to have a, every faction has to have a team. Right, right, so their their way of it is they can just make tag teams out of the different factions. So, like, if... If they have a faction of five people, any of the five people could be a tag team at any point in time, which is a good right. idea in theory, but it's still not like well, a legit real team. When you're trying, to build, when you're trying to build a division, that's not going to work. Right. It's not a real – it's really just a more convoluted way of makeshift tag teams, but it's not like completely makeshift because they're used to being with each other because they're part of the same they're faction. In a faction yeah. Sometimes – 
Yeah, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't work. Like, it worked with Killer Elite Squad when you had Lance Archer and Davey Boy, but Davey Boy's not there anymore. He's in MLW, and Archer's doing the singles thing. So I do yeah. know the Young Bucks, they, they're they they're salty towards New Japan for that, um, you know. And, uh, you know, apparently that was one of the main reasons why uh, they didn't want to go to WWE, you know, because they didn't think the tag division was any good down there. But like I don't I don't really know what to I don't really know what to say about that cuz you know tag team wrestling in general isn't really pushed that strongly in most promotions. I mean, even if even if they felt like it wasn't good, they were like seven-time, eight-time champions, you know? They didn't have to get they didn't have to put the belt on them that many times. So, one last thing yeah. before we leave. What's the status on um the revival? What's what's going on with them? Do you know? They're doing like comedy I've stuff heard, now, right? I've heard what? They're doing. Are, are they doing like comedy stuff, or is that just a rumor? Like comedy stuff. That was just a rumor. That was just a rumor. Um, oh, okay. I know for a fact they have separate contract dates. Oh, because oh, of right, cause one of them got Wilder's injury because of Wilder's injury history. From what I keep hearing, though, despite it all. Everybody thinks they're at the eleventh hour. They're going to resign. <clears throat> no, we'll see. You know, because I've heard that, despite the fact that Vince thinks they're only so much, I heard Krista Joseph loves them. The new guy who's in charge of SmackDown, and if right. they could get a contract on them, he would run with them. The problem is they I'm just don't hoping... want to get him in a con. They didn't want to get them in a run, and then they bolt, and that's understandable. They do that all the time with time. You right. can't push somebody, and then the next week they're gone. Um, I just, I know, just hope a lot that of people you know said you're, you... they're looking at the the OC as an example. They said, you know, when Gallows and Anderson looked like they weren't going to resign, they didn't just pull them off TV. They pulled them off the road. The revival is still on TV, and they're still on the road. So obviously they're a priority. They think it's gonna get like I, I've seen a lot of things that people think it's gonna get done. You know, I, I just hope it, that uh, I just hope that you're right about the whole XFL thing. You know, because once the NFL season ends and XFL starts, Vince goes into you know full XFL mode. Because unfortunately, the sad reality is, and you know I'll end my part here and I'll let you finish it off. Uh, the sad mm-hmm. reality is. If, if Vince, for whatever reason, if he doesn't like you, you're done. And look no yeah, further you know, than Luke Harper. You know, you know what Luke you Harper mean? is, a, you know is amazing. Like if Vince, Vince yeah. never liked Luke for whatever reason. And Luke also is, doesn't too, like EC3 for whatever had, reason. Yeah. Harper, I also heard, though, what did Harper in was when they did that first World Collide tournament around WrestleMania this year, Harper went on a fucking tangent after his match with Dijokovic on on the like the WWE YouTube account, and like the word is okay. Vince may not like you, but if Vince, if there's people that will support you, they could at least have a conversation with Vince. Which lately, the last couple of I guess months has proven to be successful. I, from what I've heard to a degree, 
Vince wants to be proven wrong. And if he doesn't like right. you and you don't have anybody to turn around and say, nah, Vince, you know, listen, this is A, B, C, and D, Vince will take it and listen to it. When you have nobody doing that for you, like Harper did it, you're done. Because that just shows that Vince was right. I think what helps is the Revival has people pushing for them. <clears throat> you know, Chris Joseph, Orton loves them. Uh, New Day loves them. So I think you have a lot of the right guys. You know, I think it's just a matter of getting it done. The one guy who I think more so than the Revival it's going to be interesting on is Matt Hardy. Because apparently the issue is not money. Apparently the issue is not. Yeah, it's creative. That's how Matt it's, is. That's, that's what are we doing? It's yeah. what are we doing? And I'm surprised you know, he doesn't have his own network show at this March point. First, apparently Jeff is, but it looks like they're not going to leave as a duel. Cause not only does Jeff have more time, but apparently Jeff's going to stay. Yeah. Well, not only that, but I heard Jeff is going to say, like, they've got him in a program. They're getting him better from that sense. Jeff's going to probably end up staying. So now here's the question. Where is Matt Hardy most valuable by himself? He's a creative guy. He would go to the place where he would feel Which to me, his creativity would help. be impact. It should be. Yeah, impact. I was gonna say I was gonna say Impact or NWA because he's a- really AEW is not the answer for everybody, and with the way you know this Dark Order stuff is actually you know what place. broken 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 Matt being the leader of the Dark Order could actually redeem it. <laughs> it could. Yeah, but you wait that long, you you're, you're looking at at least. Two and a half more months. Oh no, I don't know I'm not. I'm not saying. I don't I'm, know if this. Oh, I'm not saying actually do it. I don't think the. I'm going to be honest with you. Unless they have something under the table with Marty, which I have heard they do not. I don't know if this angle is going to last. The only other look. I, I've, I've, heard, I've said this from day one heard, about the Dark Order. Uh, I've said this from day one Daniel. about Dark Order. There, there have been there have been worse factions and other companies. The only problem with the Dark Order, the worst, the absolute worst thing that I can say about it. It's the same issue that Aces and Eights had. Aces and Eights in the grand scheme and TNA, it really wasn't that bad. There was only really two issues of Aces and Eights. One, it took way too long to get to the point, to swerve of Bully being revealed mm-hmm. as the mastermind behind all of it. Mm-hmm. And two, like it was great for Bully, but it didn't do anything for anybody else. Nope. They tried, nope. and it didn't and work. And I'm sorry, so, but Alex Reynolds and Jonathan Silver, that does nothing for me. That does right, nothing. Right, so, right. So what the Dark Order needs is the Dark <clears throat> Order, it just needs that one person to just make you invested in it. And right now, they don't have it. So when they said right. that, um, you know, a higher power, it's like, that could be anybody. It could be it could be Vince Russo for you. That's all the faction needs. It just needs that one person to make you give yeah. a shit. Is it Marty? Is it? It could be a swerve. It could be Hangman. It could be I heard Kenny. Daniels. You know, some people. I heard Daniels. Yeah, and it would be right. him back in his fallen angel. Uh, that would work. I, that's that would what work I heard. Because I, I, I that, that would work. Because he's been Hangman. losing. 
Yeah, I can't see it being Hangman. I think he's just going to turn heel on his own and just go his own way as a heel. Daniels, I like. Daniels, yeah, you're right. That could, that could work that's because they're doing the whole – Right, right, right. They're doing they're doing a little side story where uh, first it was Pentagon, then it was uh, Jack Evans, and then it was Kip, uh, not Kip, uh, Sammy Guevara. Just all these the younger guys are just telling him like, you don't have it anymore. Your tag team partners are doing well. You're not doing well because the whole point of the Dark Order is: Are you tired of being a loser? Are you tired of being a yep. loser? And then, and then Christopher Daniels, his original gimmick was the Fallen Angel, a heel. Fallen Angel, and then yeah. Just over, right? And then over time, fans just cheered him because he was so good at it. And they even they even yep. called the uh, the higher power. They called him the most exalted one or the exalted one. It could totally be Daniels, like just one last yeah. heel run that could work. Yep. You know, some would say it's under. That would be fine. That would be a good I don't think that would be underwhelming. Right. If you know the history of Christopher Daniels, that reveal is work. not underwhelming. That people yeah, yeah, who are yeah, saying yeah. that just don't understand what Daniels is was all about. You know, before but, but the last do like, it, three but, or four years. But, but if you're gonna if you're gonna go that route, what you got to do is you got to do the Dark Order versus SCU for the titles. Yeah. Oh, and you yeah. have to have yeah, Daniels and turn. And you have Daniels close. Yeah. Exactly. Or you do the right. thing where, like, Daniels is, like, quote-unquote, laid out before the match, and then after the match, the higher power comes out, and it's Daniels. Right. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> when he said the higher power, I just couldn't help but think about the Vince. I'm sorry. Oh, you yeah. know from that segment. It's but... <laughs> me, Austin. It's me, Scorpio. <laughs> it was me. Oh, yeah. I don't. I don't... I don't know why. Uh, when I when I was a kid, I thought the higher power was Piper. I don't I don't even know what Piper was doing at the time. I just I just thought it was Piper. He was still in I don't know why. There were two rumors. It was the rumor was Jake was going to be it. It was going to be revealed to be Jake, or on a completely off the wall fucking rumor was it was going to be Warrior. That actually makes sense. I could totally see Warrior. Warrior would have been out of the place in the Attitude Era, though. I, I can't see oh, that. Oh, yeah. Uh, but, yeah. <laughs> but I kind of want to see it just to see how it would have went. <laughs> I, I, I'll be honest with you. I was, I was totally on board with it being Jake. Yeah, yeah. That yeah, would, that he would always did the, yeah, he he always had like the biblical quotes, higher power. Yep. And he was a better he he was a heel and he screwed over heel, Austin yeah. and Austin yeah, and Austin kind of uh didn't I don't know if ended he ever his, said this K Austin kind of unofficially ended his run. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Jake yeah. Was, it was it was never rumored to be somebody for Austin to face. It was re, it was rumored to just it was always rumored to be just like a figurehead. You know, and okay. then I'll I never forget the reveal segment. They did Vince on the Titantron, and then they had, obviously it ended up being Vince in the robe in the ring, but Shane starts talking, right? So it's like, oh, it's Shane, but then Shane comes down the ramp, and it was like, all right, what the fuck? And then, (laughs) it's me, Austin! It was me all along, Austin. (laughs) I actually cut that promo on uh, Offended like three months ago. <laughs> we were talking about... Was that, oh, a, we talking, was that 99 we were or, or 98? Serious. That was 99, May of... Ni- 99. It was right okay. after the Owen stuff. 
It was right after oh. Owen. No one, no wonder I yeah. forgot. That was one of those just dark periods. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was like, I think it was like late, no, early June before King of the Ring. I think that's what it was. I think yeah, it had to be during the, King of the Ring. Yeah. Night. It had to have been during the um, summer. Yeah. Yeah, because it was, it was after Owen passed away. Because Vince was still kind of pseudo face. Because um, I remember Vince, I think, faced Shane. And they did a spot at Over the Edge where Vince actually had to be like, put in an ambulance and they I remember people gave like WWE hell for that they're like you just reeled out Owen Hart like how the hell are you doing an ambulance angle like an hour later like you know was it pre-tape I don't know maybe it was I don't know if it was pre-tape or punch I'm just gonna assume it was pre-taped I don't know I, I don't know but yeah that was yeah yeah, it's yeah. I, Dan, I think Daniels fits. I really do. I think Daniels would be perfect. It would be a way for Daniels to segue out of an in-ring, you know, character right. and into more of like more. a mouthpiece, you know, character. Anyway, I, I think that would be that would be the perfect way to do it. Yep. Yeah. So um, I'm I'm done. You got anything else or? Um, <clears throat> I let me see if it's uh, still here. Okay, it's still, yeah, here. I'm still here. Yeah, 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 yeah. I have written down. Um, you're gonna have to help me out here. All right. All right so uh, for NXT, for NXT, just, I'm just gonna go ahead and end it with the uh, just what's scheduled tomorrow for uh, NXT and AEW. I believe the Dusty Classic, that's what we're just calling it now, just the Dusty Classic, which is fine. Um, they're going to be starting that tomorrow. Yep. Uh, it looks like a lot of these teams are from NXT UK, which I don't really know too much about. Let's see it's what I got it. here. Um, the Undisputed Era against Gallus. I don't know. Yeah. I know Wolfgang. Those are the NXT. I know Wolfgang. Yeah. I don't, I don't know the other the guy. NXT, tech, NXT UK Tag Champions. Okay. So I'm, surprised they're going with that. I'm surprised they're going with that match right off the bat. I'm surprised. Okay. We got the Forgotten Sons against Imperium. I know yep. Fabian from 205 Live. He had a good showing. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Matt Riddle and Pete Dunne against Mark Andrews and Flash Morgan. I know Mark Andrews from um, from TNA when he was in the X Division. I'm mm-hmm. not familiar with Flash Morgan. And then, um, let's see, Zach Gibson and James Drake against Kushida and a mystery partner. I'm not familiar with Zach Gibson or James Drake. I'm going to assume Kushida's mystery partner is going to be, uh, uh, fuck, uh, this is where I struggle because I'm so used to calling them by their indie names. I was going to say um, uh, Trevor, but... He's not Trevor Lee in NXT. Oh, What's Cameron his NXT Grimes? name? Cameron Grimes. Uh, I'm going to, because, you know, know they, about, a lot of times. I don't know about that. Grimes really? You don't think a, they'll do the whole? No, I think Grimes is, uh, Grimes is in a four-way for the number one contender for the North American oh. title. Okay. Well, hmm. Yeah, well, I don't think it's going to be Grimes. I don't oh, think okay, it's going to be Grimes. Right. All right, so there's going to be a number one contender match for, uh, 
NXT North American Championship, uh, Keith Lee versus Dijak versus Priest versus Grimes. Yeah, you're right. Grimes is in the. That's uh, gonna be good. Four way. I don't know who's gonna be Kushida's partner. Then. Uh, who could be Kushida's partners? Uh, where's well? No, they can. Is, is what's Dream status? Is he still hurt? Recovering, I guess. I think Dream's coming back to the Rumble. All right, that makes sense. All right. And then uh, what I have here for uh, Dynamite, we got Riho defending the championship, women's championship against uh, Chris Statlander. Got the Rhodes yep. brothers versus the Lucha brothers. We got Omega and Hangman versus like, Private uh, Party. I want to touch on that for a second. I want to touch on that for a second. I do well, not like the, the Rhodes brothers against the Lucha brothers. I do not oh. like... Cody's booking right now. Um, he he, you know. He what are you talking about? You talking about with, you talking about Cody's uh, character or, or what? What are you talking about? No, the way they're booking him. Let me let me explain it. Oh, okay. Because I said it, and I think Jay was like, "But he's feuding with like, he's in feuds," and I was like, and it played exactly to my point. They did this thing where Darby helped Cody to take on Beast and whatever, Blade and Butcher, whatever. And then the caveat was Darby wanted another shot at Cody. Okay? And I said Darby should have went over. And the response I got was, but Cody's feuding with people. And that's exactly my point. You could give Darby the win and build heat with one of, like, the 75 people Cody seems to be feuding with right now, have them cost them the match, okay? And, you know, get Darby going, because Darby's great. But eventually you have yeah, to I'll win. Yeah, I like Darby. He's great, yeah. But eventually you have to win. He lost to Jericho, but, hey, he looked great. Lost to Moxley, but, hey, he looked great. Lost to Cody, but, hey, he looked great. That only gets you so far. Okay, because eventually you're just going to be a guy, ah, you know what, yeah, it's going to be a good match, but Darby ain't winning. They could have done that. The same thing's going to probably happen tomorrow night. Cody and Dustin are going to face the Lucha Brothers, and they're probably going to beat the Lucha Brothers, which, again, they shouldn't. Have somebody come out and fucking, I know this uh, is I think they're. Gonna, I, don't, I don't think they're going to win. I think they might lose. Um, I think they'll probably well. Well, you see, the thing about it is, I will give this to AEW. So far, I don't know what week we're in now. Uh, what is this week? Week ten? Week eleven? I, well, I don't know. I'll give everybody yeah, else I'll, I'll give them, has done it. I'll great give them this with the booking. So far, so Except far, him. they have they 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 have not done the whole distraction DQ thing. Tony said they're not going to do any of that. And I'm like, okay. And yeah, I applaud the effort, but sooner or later. On it, right. But there's, there's nothing wrong with it every it now and work. then. Because if you're right, right, see, right, right, right. If this is going to be the whole thing, because when is that pay-per-view? That pay-per-view is in another month, right? Right, right, right. I think, if I you're going to have another what, month what, what of Cody just constantly bulldozing through your roster, that's not well, I'm not saying he's that. I don't. I don't think he's bulldozing through people. You're making it seem as if like he's squashing them. He's having competitive no, matches. No, but he's. You know. Yeah. You know, 
What I don't understand I is I don't understand why Double A is with him. Yeah, I don't get that either. Somebody else could have used that. I feel, you know. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't get that. Yeah, someone else. You couldn't give Arn Anderson to somebody else. You yeah, know, and and you that, can't and you yeah. can't at this point you can't have them turn because Cody's been turned on enough already. If, if yeah. he just turned on again, that's just like that would just come Makes off as just like kind of lazy. Like yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have no problem with the way Kenny's been booked. I have no problem even with what the Bucks have done. I just feel like with Cody, it's been a little excessive. And mm-hmm. you know, especially the last week with Darby, that one really sat like no, that was the wrong call because again, Darby can beat Jimmy Havoc, or he could beat Joey Janela, or he could beat Brandon Coulter. But you know what? If you don't beat the top guys eventually, but hey, you look good, you'll become no more than Dolph Ziggler on a skateboard. Dick. Right. So we got uh, we got Rio and Chris Dantlander for the women's title, the Rose Brothers and Lucha Brothers, Omega, Hangman, and Private Party. I do like how they're taking their time with this Hangman yeah. stuff. You know, that's yeah. that's cool. They're taking their time. Slow burn. Very. I love yeah. slow slow burns for heel turns and slow burns for face and turns. I, I love I'll that. be honest with you, I wouldn't even do it for a match at the pay-per-view. I'd build it a little further than that. I don't know what Omega could do at the pay-per-view, but I wouldn't mm. do it and then, okay, well, we're going to face each other in two weeks' time. I would I would wait. I, I can tell you what I would do. Know, well, I already told you about the Rock Jericho idea, you know, the promo where Kenny mm-hmm. basically says, you know, like, you haven't done it. What they could do, because they're still, they're still, Kenny's basically like in two feuds because they're doing the tension with Hangman, but then there's the Pac issue on the side. And yeah. Pac got the last word on Hangman. So what you could do is Kenny can be like, okay, look, you know, you don't think you're the elite, but I think you're the elite. Sometimes brothers fight. How about you and me have a match at Revolution, you know, for a nice, you know, highlight? And then you can have Pac say, oh, you're going to fight Hangman because you know you can't beat me. And then Kenny can just be like, fine, I'll fight both of you. Then at Revolution, you do a three-way. You do Kenny versus Pac as a, versus Hangman in a three-way. And then what you do is you do some spot towards the end, you know, let it go like 15 minutes or whatever, where, like, Hangman and Kenny team up and, like, they clothesline Pac over the top rope or whatever. Now, again, it's triple threat, and what people forget is triple threat, by definition, is, is no DQ anyway. But still, no, but you Kenny know what and, you do? and Hangman are still friends. You know what you do? You, you could have, like... Exactly. Mm-hmm. But you know what you do? You're, right, you're on the right track. And then... You have Paige, like when Kenny's lining up for the V-trigger or something, you have Paige, like, sneak up and roll up. Uh, right. What's your right. thought? Kenny, Kenny and, like, Kenny. quote-unquote, steal the win. Yeah. Right, because the story they could do is um, Pac beat him the first time, and then Hangman beat him the second time. And the third time, Hangman had him beat. But if I remember correctly, like, Pac did something, like, where uh, he, like, he distracted the ref. It, it was something weird. Like, he feigned an injury. The ref was checking on mm-hmm. him. And then, like, uh, basically, he, he, he did heal. Right. 
Right. He, he he did some heel shenanigans. So you could have Hangman be like, you know, you know, just to, it's it's like you said at the beginning of the show. Every promotion does it, but if it's not broke, don't fix it. You could have Hangman do the, you know, I did things the right way and I wasn't getting it done, whatever. So you you, you could either have Hangman give Kenny a low blow, or you have him like roll up Kenny by holding the mm-hmm. tights. You know, like an yeah, unclear, see, an unclear turn, victory. See, I wouldn't turn him. I wouldn't do the low blow because I don't want to turn Hangman yet. I want. I'm with okay. you. I, so want you, you to, I want it to burn so. a little longer. I don't want to jump right into it. I don't know when the okay. next pay-per-view would be after this, but I might even – I know this might be – God, this is going to sound so bad to say, but I know for Kenny this might be a step down, but I would do Kenny Page at the, the Labor Day weekend, whatever they're going to call it, all together, all mm-hmm. inside out, whatever. Because that's going to be the Isn't that double or nothing? Be a, no, double or nothing think, was no. It was all out. Then it was all. I mean, it was all in. Then it was all out. I, that pay per view is going to be the big one. Okay. Or, or yeah, but I do like the full part. Whatever it is, they got a Labor Day weekend pay per view is going to be called. That that seems to be the last mm. the, the first two years. That seems to be like their go home their big go-to show, that's when I would have the match. I wouldn't do it for Revolution. I I would have them, like you said, somehow involved in something together and then have that go awry, build it a little more, and then see, here's the problem too is I know it's still a little bit away, but you're not terribly far away because it could affect your long-term booking. You're heading into April's not that far away as far as NBA playoffs come. That's going to be the problem too. Like, what do you? They might be stuck come April. Oh, so we got uh, we got Kenny Hayman against Private Party. We got uh, Sammy Guevara versus Christopher Daniels, which. Uh, goes right into what we were Plays saying earlier. What we've been you know, talking about. Uh, you know, right, and then this is the official Dynamite debut because he he had a match on AEW Dark. We have uh, the best friends, which includes yep. Orange Cassidy, versus First Jurassic DJ Express. Express. Yep. So this is uh this is Orange Cassidy's Dynamite debut, uh, th- and yep. of course the last thing for the show is uh, this is going to be uh, Moxley's. Reply to the inner circle, you know, because uh, which I'm, supposed to I'm give very an answer. interested in how you book that six man because you've got Cassidy, mm-hmm. but then you just put Jungle Boy in a strong position in the match with Jericho. You know, how that one I'm going to be interested in to see how they book it. I'm very interested right. to see how they book that one. That one's going to be, which way do you go? You know? Um, right. And, 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 of course, to any fans uh, that are curious, uh, you know, we've already talked about it more than enough. <clears throat> Unfortunately, as of uh, this moment, uh, there's currently, you know, no connection uh, between AEW and, and New Japan. So there's some people who are saying, you know, is Moxley going to show up with the IWGP U.S. Championship? Um, I would say I don't no. Think so. I, w- I would say no. But to be fair, I mean, um, as Jericho would say, no pun, the, the doors 
the doors are not locked, they're cracked. Because first, first Jericho had the AEW title. He had it with him. They had AEW in the, in the YouTube video. That was free publicity for for AEW. So I could see Moxley as a sign of good faith, or Jericho as a sign of good faith. I could see him bringing the belt once, you know, to kind of give it back. You, you know, you know, you gave AEW free publicity. Let's give New Japan. Free, that, if I, I don't know if they're allowed to. I'm, I'm assuming that maybe they, they, they might tell Moxley no. You know, and if they say that, yeah. fine. But if they didn't say no, I would bring the belt just once as a sign of good faith. You know, because it's, like, it's like you didn't have to do that, but you did. But, um, but anyway, so as of now, there is no, there's no, there's no continuity between AEW and New Japan. So I don't expect nope. any mentions of, uh, of that. But doing so, mentioning it could, uh, you know, could, could help. And, you know, one of my friends, uh, Track, who I mentioned earlier, I guess one of the things about being uh, in a uh, – I'm already familiar with everything they've done. He brought this up himself. Is, uh, my friend Track said, you know, the commentary team, and not necessarily JR. I don't, I don't put this on JR or Tony because they, they wouldn't know, but more so on Excalibur. My friend Track was saying that the commentary team, like, they, they speak up Cody. Like, they talk about Cody's accomplishments and the Young Bucks' accomplishments. But he was telling me that they don't really mention Kenny's accomplishments like that. And I was kind of like, you know. They probably can't. I, I, I never really realized because it. Because of what it, what it is, yeah. You know, that's yeah, what but, it is. You can't. Yeah, you know. I'm yeah, telling I, you, I think the most they've acknowledged them is. more there. I'm telling you. I, I, you I know, think the most they've acknowledged they, is I think Excalibur acknowledged Omega that he won PWI Wrestle of the Year. I think I remember he did that like once on commentary, but that's that's pretty yeah. much it. It's it's weird too because like in Kenny's intro, the first thing you see is uh you see him walking and and that video of him walking is is that's him in Tokyo. So that's why like I'm kind of with you that like if you if you think that it might be something with the Bucks, like that's viable to me, but like. I'm sorry, like I, I don't I don't believe Kenny's body might be in AEW, but his heart is still in New Japan. I don't know if that makes sense uh, yeah, or not. I, like I agree you with know. that one million percent. I really think Kenny I think Kenny was just like, Okay. I mean I think Kenny would have done I, whatever but I right. I think you know, if if you I think Kenny would have preferred that they didn't make the pack. I think I Yeah, I, and I'm going to and to and to an extent, you know, even though I've attacked people like Seth Rollins and even though I've accused uh people like Nakamura and uh AJ going on autopilot, um I won't say Kenny is going autopilot. One thing I'm tired of seeing, I, I keep seeing people say that, you know, something's wrong with Omega. Here's what's going on with Omega. It's it's a combination of things. First, he's really playing a central part in the women's division. It didn't start off very good, but it's getting better. They got Statlander. They got Big Swole. I like Sheeta. Sheeta's really starting to get over. And when they, that, that fatal four-way match they did last week, I thought Sheeta was the best of the four. Nyla Rose. Here's what I got to say about Nyla. One-on-one, she's, it's, it's a work in progress. But those group matches, like the, like, I thought she looked pretty good. 
and that four-way. Like, those big tag matches, like, those are things. So Kenny's putting a lot of work in this women's division. So that's another reason. Secondly, to those who don't know, um, you know, well, I think everybody knows, a lot of these, a lot of these matches that Kenny has been featured in, he's, he's predominantly been featured in tag team matches, which is very different, you know. And yeah. that's because Kenny's trying to he's, he, I, I, I'm trying to think of how many like he hasn't really had that many one on one matches. I know he had a few matches with uh, uh, Pac, Moxley, with, Jericho. Uh, yeah, he had Moxley, had Jericho, Fema. You know what he actually you don't realize it because you know what it is because on Dynamite he's more so doing tags, but he's had his fair share right. of singles. But yeah, you're right. right. On Dynamite, he, he's tagging. He's yeah. mainly doing tag match. Yeah, so so he hasn't really had the opportunity to really just go all out. And then the other thing too, and this is what's really, really, really different. And I guess in this particular case, I gotta humble myself, you know, because I, I threw shade at AJ and I threw shade at Nakamura. Really, more so Nakamura. A little bit AJ. AJ understandable because he's a little bit older. But I threw shade at them for saying that they went on autopilot. Well, the truth is, WWE is a more intense schedule. They travel 300-plus days a year. And so doing it every day or every week, when you consider Raw SmackDown, the live tours, the, uh, the other obligations they do, they can't go all out. Another thing that's different for Kenny, now Cody, this is a funny thing too, because Cody actually has the advantage here, is Kenny was with New Japan. New Japan didn't have shows every week like WWE no. does. New Japan is different. New Japan will have a tour from, like, say, January 1st to January 7th, and then they'll have the rest of the month off, and they won't come back till February. The only time New Japan really has, like, a consistent everyday thing is, like, the, G1, the G1 or Best of Super Right, or Best of Super Juniors or whatever. They'll right. do, like, three, four days in a row, take a break or whatever. So oh, Kenny is not you used... I want to ask you this. I'm sorry. Mm. Only because it's fresh on my mind. I've been meaning to ask you this for a couple of days. Now that the dust has settled, do you think they do three days again next year? Oh, oh, you mean you mean the, the Wrestle Kingdom like twice again? Yeah, and then Dash. Uh, they haven't advertised it. I think this year was an experiment Based to see what if you it saw could this work. Year and how it went, do you think they do it again? I don't think they'll do it again, but I'm not against the idea of a company trying it. It can work if you it's layered center the right it. Way. Right, if it's layered. What what they layered this Wrestle Kingdom on was they layered it on three things. The retirement right. of Liger, they focused right. it on the on the double champions, and then the third right. thing was just Wrestle Kingdom itself. It was basically three big draws. Now, if you just do Wrestle Kingdom two nights for the sake of it, it's not going to work, you know, more or if any company but for that matter. Side, if, but couldn't the flip side also be you're asking a lot of the same guys? Like, think about it. You had right. all the four guys involved in the main event wrestle both nights. Moxley wrestled mm-hmm. both nights. Liger wrestled both nights. I, Juice wrestled both nights. 
There's advantages and there's disadvantages to it. The advantages is that by doing two nights, you're giving, you're kind of doing what WWE used to do. I know you always talk about it. You went to Mania 20. That was a very long show. By doing two nights, you're basically getting everybody you're on the roster. You're spreading it out. You're spreading yeah. it out. You're getting everybody on the roster. You're giving everybody that Tokyo Dome experience. Uh, another positive is by doing two nights, no one's match is getting shortchanged. Yeah, everyone's going to get time right. on their matches. The negative, though, is, as you said, by doing two nights, um, the workers themselves are going to get more tired. Also, by doing two nights, you risk financial. It wasn't like you did uh, financial... two nights and you had six. It wasn't like you did two nights and you had 15 matches, you know, with 60 right. talent right. shown. You did two nights. Maybe you had 15 matches. But like I said, what I just rattled off, about six, seven, eight guys, who were all right. used on that? Like I, I yeah, I, you know. And then, I, and then I the other negative of the two nights, the the other negative of the two nights is you also have the financial aspect of it because some people may not be able to afford two tickets. They, right. they, they might only be able to afford one, and so if they and can need, only afford one. You need one, an attraction on both nights, so it's like, what do you You know, what are you going right, right. miss? Yeah. The only the only way I could really see it working, and like I said, this is only if things change. I remember this many years ago. I was a, I was a kid. You, you probably remember this. Do you remember WCW Starcade that one year when New Japan wrestlers? Where they right, it was Japan. like WCW. Yep. Right, right. If things changed between AEW, I could see them doing a two night Wrestle Kingdom where night one is just regular Wrestle Kingdom, and then night two, and then night two. is it's, it's like AEW meets – right, 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 that kind of thing. I could see that. And then you that could still could have work. Dash to kick off your stories coming out of Wrestle Kingdom the following night. Right. They could even make it like a yearly thing, like you, like once a year. Like this is the only time it happens, like not G1, not Dominion. Like if, if they have it where AEW only interacts with New Japan this one time, like in New Japan, you know, like not the other way around, like that could work. Um, mm-hmm. Some people were saying that WWE might experiment with the idea. I do think that these WrestleManias that go seven, eight hours are absurdly long. Um, mm-hmm. I just personally think I was hey, at WrestleMania this year. It, it was it was long. It was long, man. It was a long day. The longest the longest one. You, yeah, you were the long one. The longest one that I remember was. Uh, I swear to God, the one in 32 where Roman fought Triple H, I swear mm-hmm. when Roman did his entrance, you know, like where he puts his hands on the ground and, like, the pyro comes out, when he was on his yep. way to the ring, I swear it was, like, 1230. I swear it was. <laughs> I, swear, I swear it was, like, yeah. past 12. I will watch the show again, but that I didn't really was, care yeah, too much for that one. That was a real 